Things have changed since the last time you left the building. What's going on out there will make you wish you were back in here. started the podcast welcome back this is the low life podcast um the only podcast on the internet and i am going out miguel mckay here with shadow link sorry sounds good buddy and uh scum <laughs> hi and we are joined with very special guest less than zero oh buddy why are why are why are you here oh just uh you know um chatting i guess talking uh yeah. h- hello everyone uh uh First time caller, long time listener. Uh. <laughs> well, yep. What happened was, I met with less than zero IRL a few weeks back. You know, and we had a we're, we're, we're but zero for short. Zero for short. We'll just do zero. All right. Because <laughs> now it sounds like I'm, I'm I'm talking about an '80s movie about cocaine. And it's just, uh, yeah. Well, it's, the handle is it's uh, so less than zero is uh, my my cyberpunk tabletop character from we had a a long running cyberpunk uh, 2020 game when i was in college one of one of the most fun ones yeah. uh it's a nod to um brett easton ellis less than zero great book right. i read it helped me figure out some stuff when i was younger but um <laughs> more so um bobby newmark count zero and um zero oh, cool yeah okay, okay. <laughs> hell yeah i get that um and we were having a couple of beers and we were we were talking about like we're roughly close to the, like we came up basically in the same era of shit and we kind of started talking about a truck and various trucks in the seventies and like eighties, because that was a thing that basically ended up culminating in like the 18 van. Really? You know, there wasn't until you get to like the fast and the furious movies, it really wasn't a whole lot of that kind of truck as character thing. There were tons of TV shows like the, what the road, uh, oh, no, the fucking highwayman BJ and the bear. Chaco. Yeah. You had BJ and the bear. You had uh, Sam Peckinpah's cocaine masterpiece convoy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just so much shit going on, and that and, and convoy it all led us to this this thing, this this one particular vehicle um, that we remembered, and just like it, it took us a second to kind of place it. Remembered and misremembered for for a and while, like over the years, yes. confusing it with other vehicles, confusing with other movies that that I'd seen at, at, at a younger age. Uh, so uh, so yeah, you know, t- shooting the shit at the bar, talking about this vehicle, and finally kind of pairing it down to where where we'd seen it before and why it was a big deal right and <laughs> it was because of this movie that came out in 1977 called damnation alley dun, dun, dun. Greatest yeah, it sounds really fanfare like that. <laughs> greatest movie it's the hands down greatest piece of cinema i ever saw in no way problematic no way completely scientifically <laughs> accurate uh, it hurt my brain, you guys. It hurt so much. I, <laughs> at least now I have 
kind of an explanation as to why we're why why you forced us to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was too funny not to. Um, so uh, because, it's like, timely. This movie came yeah, out no, at, at a time it was it was like um, uh, pretty much the height of the Cold War, and as far as cinema goes, there was a lot of movies kind of. Uh, really fascinated with uh, disaster. We had like Earthquake, we had Towering Inferno, Poseidon Adventure, and Doctor uh, Strange Love. There um, you go. And yeah. this was one of the, it's one of the foundational post apocalyptic movies. And it was uh, sort of, um, uh, I don't know, what's the best way to put it? Kind of formative? Like, yeah. Because it's two years. It's coming out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's coming out two years before fucking mad max you know like it's it's literally um a precursor in a lot of i was ways trying to draw it. sort of a timeline you know you got uh strange love in 64 you got uh this movie in 76 mm-hmm. and uh at this point they were just dealing with the apocalypse as like another disaster as another uh effect that happens not really mm-hmm. as uh its own you know character with its own uh oh, even, even sci-fi did it with like silent running and like you yep. know, there were a lot of these dystopias going on, Zardoz, mm. you know, like like uh, the all of the uh, retakes of I Am Legion or I Am Legend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like the yeah, you know, that? Omega Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Surprise one. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. That, that, that were going on at this time that like we, we you know we as we were talking we realized we were we've been steeped in this fucking tea man. Yeah. Like one, it, one, one of my favorite short stories is the Second Variety uh, mm. by Philip K. Dick too, which. And of course, mm-hmm. I, I have no mouth and I must scream. Those are science fiction staples, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and a lot of the fiction of that time kind of came up like the, the writing was even before oh, that. So, like, it eventually start. bubbled its way into, you know, um, you didn't see J.G. Ballard until years later, you know, with like Crash and stuff. But like, that stuff was all going on yep. right around this time. So, this movie comes out in 70, 77, like a year before I was born. Um, and this and like a, n- a number of other movies similar to it that sort of deal with this apocalypse uh, kind of looming threat that was boiling to the surface at the early 80s, uh, all were shown to me at a pretty tender age. Uh, probably shouldn't have been watching this kind of stuff, but because my dad was in the Air Force and he at one point worked in SAC, Strategic Air Command, anytime a movie like this came on, we would get to see it. So I got to see War Games at a really young age. I got to see, uh, we did Strange Love at a young age. Um, DEFCON 4, another pretty good post-apo um nuclear holocaust movie actually one of the more believable ones yes as silly mm-hmm. as it is if um if you ever watch it um but yeah any of these movies that would come out like this you would show them to us and like kind of critique them and say like oh that shit ain't like that or like mm-hmm, that's exactly how it happened exactly here resulting, some, prepare you for the future precisely exactly <laughs> resulting in the fact that like i kind of had an understanding of mad at a pretty young age mutually assured destruction mm-hmm. i mean it didn't have like a full understanding of mortality, but I kind of understood that these movies were sort of what ifs or could be's and I should pay yeah. attention to them. Um, you know, any with a lifelong obsession with these movies, uh, saw road warrior, probably like age eight or seven. Yeah. Um, and you know, many times since then, but at that point between age, I want to say like four and eight, when I taken all these things in, eventually they just sort of melded into sort of one narrative and trying to like yeah. pierce them apart to see what, was which movie was well, what parts were from what movies uh is a really kind of been a lifelong adventure and uh yeah. this one most recently i think the last time i'd seen daily channel before talking to you about it was probably again when i was like 10 or 12 like really early mm-hmm. yeah 
I think I remember seeing, see, there was a, we'll, we'll get into it, but there was a, the original cut of this film was two hours and 15 minutes long. As I they, could like, not imagine yeah. <laughs> a two hour and 15 long cut of this film. Oh, and you know what? It would have made more sense probably yeah. because it might have been closer to the original, because this is based on a Zelazny short story that was novelized. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, he approved the first, draft like the, the first draft he saw he was just like that perfect that's really good good job you know like he understands he understands it you know how to adapt shit but then when they put out what they put out what you guys saw <laughs> he was fucking livid yeah like he was yeah. not okay with it. I think I read that he, he said he didn't recognize his own movie damn yeah. or his own and story, they still sorry, have his, his name in the credits they're, they're still it still says in the opening credits from uh the novel yeah you know mm -hmm. you know uh, uh damnation alley and it's just like oh buddy Hmm. You know what this yeah, movie really didn't thing. prepare us for? <laughs> the destruction of bodily autonomy. <laughs> nope. Nope. Because this is uh, 1979. No, it's and... a different type of apocalypse. Right. And it takes, you know, it starts off in California. Like, we'll get into that in a second. But, like, it does take place in California, which, uh, as of the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade, abortion has been legal since 1969, which is actually four years before Roe. Hmm. And so uh, it already would have been legal in California, and it still is, and it protects the uh, right to personal reproductive decisions. You know, they're really into bodily autonomy. So, so are we. And you know, when <laughs> people like, talk about the good old days, it's sad that that's what they mean. Yeah. Yep. What was fucking good about it? Everything was brown. It, this this movie is uh, made three years after the fucking fuel crisis, for God's sake, and it's about a gigantic truck. You know. It's, <laughs> And they actually make a joke about that in in the movie. That's gold. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, yeah. Hmm, you could really pick a few fucking beautiful moments out of this film. It's not a lot <laughs> because it's a mess, but like, <laughs> it's a lovable mess. Yeah. You know, uh, who, who was it? Like, uh, let, let's get it. Who, who directed this thing? Uh, Jack Smite. Jack Smite. Real name. Awesome right. name. Sometimes you win the name lottery. And uh, uh, so this guy also directed Illustrated Man, I guess, which is kind of the best movie that i've seen that he's directed in my opinion mm. midway airport 1975 another one of the disaster movies uh he's also a big tv director so this movie kind of reads like a made for tv movie there's two reasons for mm -hmm. that one is that jack smite wrote a lot of columbo and did a lot of twilight zone yeah those are the two okay. that got me because i'm like man i've probably seen shit directed by jack smite outside of this movie yeah. and didn't even fucking realize it i know, oh, I've, I seen know I've seen airport 75 no i'm talking yeah. about columbo midway for sure zone. yeah those are the ones that like fuck me up where i'm like oh man I mean, it, you're, it, it makes sense, though, because you're right. It kind of feels like a longer version of Twilight Zone, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's weird enough. Oh, yeah. So who do we got in it? We got a, uh, oh, man. We got Stringfellow Hawk himself, <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent as Tanner. He was, uh, you'll know him from Airwolf. He was in, apparently, Buffalo 66. In the um, bowling alley, yeah. Yeah. Looking which frighteningly is, uh, like me if I dyed my hair brown, like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that squinty-eyed sort of 40-year-old flesh falling off his face look compared to this you, movie. Yeah, I was going to say you're way more grizzled. You're it's more way handsomer than John Michael Vincent. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. He's a strange... Weird, he's handsome, but he's like... He's a strange-looking dude. I'm sorry. Well, they, they they paid him a lot of fucking money. Oh, he fucking made bank. What was it, like a million dollars? A million dollars in a time when people weren't making a million dollars for these kinds of roles. Like, yeah. on the side and, of the Wait, what was the budget? Uh, seven like million, seven point two million. Jesus 7. fucking 2. Christ! What 
seventh of the budget yeah. goes to this dude. But you know what? He fucking puts in the work on that dirt bike. Um, <laughs> Just an extra bike. That's the thing. It's supposed to be like a, like a breakout role for him. There's a lot of him with, uh, you know, no shirt or next to no shirt. He's got one of those little black stringy tank top Rambo deals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's doing he's a lot of his own bunch of dirt. motorcycle stunts. He's like a, yes. kind of be a Steve McQueen moment there. He told, and, and ironic that you mentioned that name. We'll, we'll get to that later. Um, but uh, so Jan Michael Vincent, big TV star in the 80s, Airwolf, like you'll remember him. And it's really great because he's also with George Papard as Denton, who uh, you will know as Hannibal from the 18. He's totally prepping for the role here. He's got a cigar in his oh, hand. Yeah. At one point he has a cigarette and I was just like, son of a bitch, he's got a cigarette. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'm sitting there going like, this motherfucker just wants to smoke on set. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's like, what it is. is. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I got yeah, no yeah. fucking problem with that. Like, that's great. Everybody uh, smokes throughout the... the whole thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Could, like, for, no, for no reason. Just the camera's Dude. on. Someone's got to smoke. It, the, yeah. And that's, well, it's also a weird plot point. But, like, how about, like, at one point, Jan Michael Vincent comes back in and he's sitting down talking to, uh, or Paul Winfield is also in this. Hell yeah. Paul Paul and Winfield, they're sitting there talking. Uh, his character, I'm sorry, just going to say, Keegan okay. is the, the smartest guy in the whole movie. The wasted talent yes. in this film. It's well, well, it's almost like a baton pass from him to Billy. Kind of, yeah. It's <laughs> really, really weird. He's great because Billy's yeah. also he becomes the smartest one in the entire fucking movie. Um, yeah, the the fifteen year old kid. You're absolutely right. right. Mm-hmm. But uh, Papard is um, well, he's hold just on. like Winfield, Winfield, Keegan, Winfield. Oh, Winfield, right? Uh, let's tell him what what else he was in. Terminator. He played the police detective that um, is mm-hmm. questioning Reese. Uh, Star Trek Two. He played the ill-fated captain of the Reliant. He gets. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, suicided by Khan's um, brain bug. Uh, he was in Mars yep, Attacks. Uh, yep. He did voice work yep. on Batman Beyond. He did voice work on The Simpsons. Okay. He was in Serpent in the Rainbow, another movie I watched way too young. Fuck yeah. That head. fucked me up and is one of my all-time favorites. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who's the Who's the lead in that? Is that um Is that my guy? Um. Oh fuck! Which Paul's name? Bill Pullman. Yeah. Oh, that's it's right. Bill it was Pullman. Bill Pullman. I was conflating him with um, the guy from uh, the island of Dr. Moreau, um, <laughs> who's amazing. What the fuck is his name? You know Val Kilmer? About. No, no. Not the, the remake. The young guy. No, the young guy. Yeah, in the Val Kilmer movie, but he was the other lead. He was like the real lead. He was the guy who's brought to the island and he sees what's going on and oh, freaks the fuck out. Remember. Don't remember. He was also in a recent HBO series. It's hard to remember with, anything uh, about that film. It was not a great movie. No, 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 no. But carrying on, carrying on. I'm sorry. Yes. Like we mentioned, we have Jackie Earl Haley before the bad news bears in this movie as Billy. Yeah. He's fucking incredible. (laughs) He's the best thing about this fucking movie. And the same way that uh, Peppard is auditioning with his cigar, Billy's auditioning with his freaking fastball. Jesus Christ, this kid can throw a fucking rock. He can kill the man. With a rock. He's like, he's hitting dude in the like numbers. Okay. He's like. Right there on the, gun like, right on the chest. <laughs> yeah, and he's fucking blood. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's also so, yeah, and you'll, oh, you'll know him. Well, he was really big as a kid actor for a while. Like he did that, he did a bunch of bad news bears things, and then he just kind of went away for a while. Don't know I didn't look into it, don't know, you know, let let, let a dude have his life. But I remember him coming back. His big comeback role was this uh, film called Little Children. It was based on a Tom Barada Tom Barada book where he plays like a pedophile getting out of prison. And like, it's this whole arc story about like, is redemption possible? You know, what are stakes? And it's fucking powerful stuff. It's really, really good. And then like immediately after that, they put him in Watchmen. They put him in The Tick. Like 
he just started showing up everywhere. Yeah, he, he was, was Freddy Krueger. Uh, Freddy Krueger in the in the reboot. He was uh, Rorschach and yeah. Watchmen. Fantastic mm-hmm. performance. Uh, yes. He was yeah, one of the goons art. in Alita Battle Angel in the, um, the big fir- yeah. the first big scene where she beats up the three yeah, cyborgs. He's like the tank oh, guy. Yeah. yeah, that's his name. Couldn't pronounce it. Uh, he's, yeah, in, he's in the new Preacher. Even his, even his little, his like bit part. It, oh yeah, his uh, it part in Preacher is really good too. But like his bit part in Shutter Island as well. Like, yes. Yeah, no, he's, he's great. No, he's he, and you can see how like he understood acting at that age. Yes, like as a yeah. kid. Because yeah, let me tell you, he's the only film. one acting in this film. Again, he's the oh, best yeah. actor in the movie. Absolutely, I think he's the best actor in the film. <laughs> yeah, yep. And then we, I just like when you put in your notes other movies. Jesus Christ. She's okay. So we also have, I wrote and, the I movies mean, that I had that I have seen. That's what what I see. What, what, what is relatable to me? Stuff that I've seen. So I haven't seen anything else this lady had been in. I'm sorry. So this was not a good vehicle just, for her. Oh yeah, not no, a it's not. It's really her, not. Look, look up. I'm just gonna say, go ahead on your own and look up Dominique Sanda. She's a French actress. She's she's beautiful. Like she is trying so hard to act with the material they give her so hard. She's an incredible like, actress. She's putting in, it's kind of like, why are, you in, why are you in this movie? Like, yeah, she's talented yeah. and there, there's nothing for her to do. No, really. It really is. Like uh, there's a moment of almost slight peril that is super tropey and cliche that isn't even just, it's not, it, there's like no tension in it anyway, but that it's even there is dumb. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. And her, her other rule is to tell Billy to stop throwing rocks at people. So the, the, the other thing we'll kind of we'll kind of drop on you here. This movie makes a lot more sense, I imagine, in the original two and fifteen two hour fifteen minute director cut. The ninety eight minute you know box office popcorn cruncher version. They cut a lot of stuff out. It's on the cutting room floor. There's some reasons for that. There's some reasons they made some different decisions with mm. the movie. So maybe she had a, a better role. Maybe she could present herself better in the story. But there's a, a kind of a forced love triangle between um, uh, between Peppard and um, and John Michael Vincent. With her being found, and it's just, it's just totally well, cliche. I'm glad they left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Anna Masaka. They cut the love triangle out of this too. So, <laughs> yeah. it's, fuck that shit. Um, yeah, seriously. What else do we got? All right, so yeah, like we said, we based on the Zelazny novel, right? Uh, he actually helped with the first screenplay that he was approving, and then they threw it out <laughs> because yep. of reasons well what we're going to get into uh see 20 21st century fox made two sci-fi flicks in 1976 for like a 77 release uh damn and uh damnation alley which they poured like all of their like marketing budget into this is going to be their blockbuster i mean you can you can see a a number of the um uh previews online or um uh, you know teasers online trailers and uh, it just makes it sound so great oh yeah they just keep showing the truck we're going to get into the truck we're going to get deep into the truck. The truck's cool. Um, the truck is very cool. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, there was this other movie that they were trying to promote simultaneously that didn't, it was just a little indie movie. It didn't really, you know, they didn't think it was going to go anywhere. Um, God, what was the name of it? It's an independent oh, fucking production. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, they decided to put this up against Star Wars. They put Star Wars out in April. This was supposed to come out in like June or something to be the summer blockbuster. Star Wars, runaway hit. Couldn't get it out of the box office. Couldn't get it out of the theaters. Uh, and they're can confirm sitting. No, it was literally in theaters for like a year and four months back home. Like it, I, I saw it 20 times in theaters. So Fox is sitting on this movie, trying to figure out what to do with it. Uh, they end up recutting it a bunch. They end up um, – basically, what, what my understanding of it is like 
Star Wars was such a big hit. They're trying to figure out what the hell can we do to sell more of these? And they recut this movie to be more like Star Wars. They're like, people like the Millennium Falcon. Let's do more cuts at the tin can. But, right. you know, the Millennium Falcon sailing through asteroid fields is not as appealing or is much more appealing to look at than, you know, a, a armor personnel carrier running through the desert. That yeah, gets a little right. faster. Uh, yeah. And the other thing they're like, Even okay, so what else works? Too many wheels. What else looks you know good? What I mean? Let's do some weird uh, uh, color effects. So they did a bunch of special effects that are yeah. actually one of the more redeeming things about the film, yes. which is funny because mm-hmm. yeah, it was sort of an add on at the last minute. Um, yeah, yeah, this... But yeah, they, they put it up against Star Wars. So yeah. it didn't do great. Well, they, they did the trick to it too was they they did blue screen effects but on a blue sky. So it's they just cool as shit. <laughs> it's like cut it into the yeah, sky. No, it's like it's like fuck it. Here's here's a laser sky. Yeah, what Here they did with that was I think they called it that too. Oh god, like yeah, because I'm like I was watching it and I'm like I wanted to I want to see this in more films. Like it looks really good. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It looks re- it really it was really creative how they did it. Like when the Polari shift actually happens. I'm just like, man, I've seen that in like games and shit, like, but never in a film. I'm like, this looks incredible. I've yeah. seen that on four hits of acid at a rave. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one of the more redeeming uh, things about the film. They, they use that to kind of make the environment uh, part of the part of the action, part of the char- character of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only other thing that I, that I was thinking watching it that I've seen is either, you know, some Kenneth Anger student film type stuff or um, mm-hmm. uh, like <laughs> Wizards, the backgrounds in Wizards, the the Brown yeah. Bakshi animated movie Wizards. Oh, uh, yes. Which, surprisingly enough, when this movie started to tank, they started putting it in theaters as a double feature with Wizards, which was also not doing so great with the public. Holy fuck. Yeah, Wizards. 1977, a, a great... double feature of Wizards and freaking Damnation Alley. That would have actually probably been one of my favorite nights to go to a double feature if I were old enough to be doing that kind of shit. Because I, I was like eight when this shit's coming out. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm seeing it later. If I'm seeing it at all, like I think I saw this for the first time in '83, where they had see there. You said there was the popcorn, uh, the popcorn, you know, cut that went to theaters. They added scenes apparently for the TV version. Yeah. So um, later on, it went to, as a uh, aired as a uh, I think a two part TV movie. Anyway, aired as a TV movie. What was happening was uh, NBC put out was going to put out the day after tomorrow, made for TV movie about basically the same subject. Another one, mm-hmm. another one that I saw and kind of melded in my head with all these post apocalyptic visions. Um, yeah. so to kind of like cut their, uh, lead, they, um, they released this as a TV movie. It was a bit longer. They put some stuff back in that was kind of like the drama that was happening at the base after the event, which we'll get to. Um, mm-hmm. and it actually went a, a two in the Nielsen ratings slot. So, you know, good on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, that, yeah. Well, nice. Good way, way to go. To, way, way to fuck me up early there, Fox. That was cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So let's see now. It got robbed because, like you said, that you know Star Wars actually took like some of its production budget. Uh, it was like a yeah. So they they were going to finish Star Wars. They ran out of money to finish Star Wars. They needed to finish to be able to put it out. So they took a read about a quarter of the uh, production budget to go over to Star Wars. That's just you know Jesus insult Christ. to injury at wow. the end of the day. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh man. And they obviously took about... it away from uh, the effects because it, it, it shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said these these uh, effects, these like post uh, sky effects, took them ten months. That's amazing uh, to me. Just it, just because it was like two guys working on it. I mean, it like, kind of shows because as much as possible. Yeah, like it's one of the coolest things in the film. So I'm like, good on you guys. Oh yeah, no, it's a fever dream. Yeah. It's 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 like that that hallucinogen scene in Charlie, which was like mm. the Flowers for Algernon movie. It was just like this weird scene in the middle of the movie like this movie's really awesome and then this crazy everybody's tripping and there's here's disco hippie music oil like, projectors yeah right. yeah yes 
if you ever saw Dinkin concert back in Northeast Ohio, they, they had a guy that actually did that. He had, he had this projector with a bunch of these like oil filters and stuff that he would rotate and stuff. He's like the sixth member of the band. Nice. Yeah, was fucking great. Anywho. Yes. This was also, like we said, it was meant to be, this was meant to be a Jan Michael Vincent vehicle. This was supposed to be the thing that like makes a star out of them. You know, that always happens. You always get these guys to do like a couple of independent movies and then boom, you know, they like, suddenly you see whatever anywhere mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> like Jack Black kind of had that moment, you know, where he was just like doing kind of small movies and then he was just like Disney. You know, he just blew the fuck up. Yeah. And this was supposed to do that for Jan Michael Vincent, and it did not. <laughs> um, but, you know, he said he did, like, most of his own motorcycles. Dude, he, there's so much footage. There's almost as much footage of Jan Michael Vincent on a motorcycle as there is in this fucking truck. Yeah, and there's seriously. a lot. Any like, excuse for this guy to go fuck off on a motorcycle, and he does it. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're, like I said, good on him. Like, he made a million bucks from this shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know. Whether he, was good whether he took off his right? career or not, you know. <laughs> And then, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've written in your notes here, the scene where Jackie Earl Haley is, like, eating food is just, it's him eating the beans. The way he brings the spoon up to his mouth and everything. That's yeah. where it clicked like, for me. That's where, it, when, yeah. I, when I did the first rewatch, I was like, where have I seen this guy before? And I was also like, he's actually a pretty good actor. And then uh, yeah. there's a scene where he's, like, shoveling some food into his mouth after they, like, find him, and he's telling his story, which is pretty harrowing. Um, yeah. And it's like a mirror image of the scene of Rorschach in uh, in the the kitchen, just like spooning those beans up with his mask half cover in his face. It's like the mirror image. Oh yeah, no, it's almost as if whoever drew who who was it that drew uh, the the Watchmen comic, oh. like had been inspired uh, by Dave this Gibbons. movie. Dave Gibbons, that's right. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like he had definitely seen this movie for sure. That'd be incredible if that's true. Like. <laughs> I'm gonna, that's my head cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> not, we, we got to talk about the star of this movie. Um, we got to talk about the Landmaster. Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely, I think I said show. Definitely star of the movie. I, again, I feel it's like incredible. they cut it to give more of the Landmaster to make it fine. be like the Millennium Falcon. And at 47, my inner 12-year-old was totally glad. <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there just like, oh, I fucking love this big dumb thing. Let's describe the Landmaster. Because when I first saw well, it, like, I'm like, it's the mix of an APC and those buses in Chicago that could bend in the middle. Oh, totally. Well, let me let me back got up it a little one. bit. It was, we got to talk. We have, yeah, just, oh, man, they could have made a really good, like, sequel to the priest, Assault on Precinct, you know, whatever. 13. Like, they could, with one of these things. With the like, Landmaster. Armor the fuck up. <laughs> But anyway, this thing was designed by this fellow named Dean Jeffries. He was born in 1933. He just died back in uh, 2013. He's an American custom car designer, stuntman, stunt coordinator. He served in the Army in the Korean War, but he was in Germany. And when he came home, he basically popularized pinstriping automobiles in Hollywood. Hmm. Like, he painted Little Bastard on James Dean's Porsche 550 Spider. Fuck yeah. Damn. Like, he was buddies with James Dean and shit. Um, He designed the Green Hornet's Black Beauty car. He styled the Monkey Mobile. From the monkeys uh he made various futuristic hover cars for the logan's run tv show and he designed this landmaster for damnation alley which was like reused as the paperboy 2000 on the tv show get a life i i sent that in our chat um that episode's in there i didn't realize chris elliott was in that show yeah. it's fucking amazing um but like it was also he also designed the moon buggy from diamonds are forever the trolley from who framed roger rabbit and did customization work on the movie convoy as mentioned earlier oh um he also did the five cars from 1975's death race 2000 which fucking rocks 
yeah no that, so that's that was like him like really being creative and it's funny because like I, we saw the interview with him and he seems like a really yeah. sweet old dude and he's like he's so cool yeah he's like i wanted to build stuff and you know it, like in my mind i'm like instead like so instead of becoming an engineer he went to hollywood <laughs> he, yeah. and like i love this one little quib from him he's like i could barely spell my own name but you know i got my art and i'm like yeah i love this dude well, he got started <laughs> with this times. apparently because his neighbor was a race car driver and so they just became friends and that's how he got interested in this shit after he got back from the war Deeply, because what he was yeah. doing deeply talented it's like working a couple different jobs like he was working as a like a grinder in a machine shop and then something else and you know i man elon musk could just eat this guy's ass yeah because seriously. like fuck that cyber truck this is what i want yeah. i want this giant 10 ton articulated massive stupid fucking giant machine and it's, for it's just a, and it's for hollywood it's but it works that's the other thing that's fucked up yeah. is that's that, the thing it it's works. not a prop no it's real it's not a prop no, it's real. They he, they used it for decades after this movie came out. Whatever special effects budget they had, uh, props budget they had, sorry, whatever yeah. props budget they had, they put it into this thing. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's real. It works. Everything they say it can do, for the most part, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a 12-wheeled amphibious articulated vehicle built at the cost of around $350,000 in 1976. Suck it, military. They only built one. It's twenty three thousand pounds. Uh, I think for 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 twenty twenty dollars, it's like one point five million. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's huge. It's thirty five fucking feet long. It's twelve feet high. It has a crew of four. It has three eight inch steel plate armor. It's two <laughs> top mounted rocket launchers. Four side mounted auto cannons. Two front mounted retractable bazookas and two front mounted flamethrowers. And with more it's, budget, those could have been real. They could have used them at yeah. all, or even put effects on them. You know, like that could have been a real. They only used two of the weapons on this entire truck, though. Like it's it's crazy. It has a apparently a six point four one liter engine, a five speed Allison transmission, which are like, like known for. I had to look these up. I was like, what the fuck is an Allison transmission? There's this company that make automatic transmissions, and they're known for their ease of maintenance. They have less downtime and like less overall maintenance. It's very easier. To, it's like easier to get into the box. Um, and they were kind of like prized. Ford used them for years. Like just automatically, just we like your shit. Um, and like, and they, in the movie, they t they talk about. <clears throat> oh, sorry, I just choked myself. It's uh, <laughs> all good. What what did you just say? I missed oh, it. it was I missed a, the cue. The Allison, the Allison transmission. Uh, like Ford used it for years and stuff like oh, that. And yeah, it was like sorry. it could run independent and stuff. That jogged my memory. Uh, so they say one of the great things about it is that you can just take parts off any truck pretty much to repair it. Mm -hmm. You can just take parts off any truck to fix it. And apparently that that is also true. Like if you're in a pinch, you can mm -hmm. go to, uh, to a semi and get the parts you need off it to repair this thing. That's incredible. Like the hydraulic pivot, I think, is the thing that they actually took from the uh, military missile launcher vehicle that they were like basing this off of. Yeah. But the the chassis that's, that's welded onto the, the, the hydraulic rams is the backs of two semi-tractor trailers huh. like one of the th three axle ones they just cut it off like right at the fucking cab That's and then just welded it on and built the shell around it it's fascinating like that really this guy just really just took a look at shit and said cut that into pieces and put it back together like this oh, and it was man. awesome on, on, a, on a massive scale not like a you know a model kit basher but imagine oh. that like irl yeah that's yeah. the shit like, like this as a model kit basher it's kind of like shit you, you dream about right like, yeah. and you got to do it i would you know okay 
I I don't know. Patreon goal. Um, I want the landmaster. Like I just, <laughs> I want it. Yeah, I'll use it yeah. for charity things. I'll also use it for nefarious things. Anyway, so it has this. <laughs> it has this. Tr- 12 wheel, like I said, it's a 12 wheel vehicle. It's a tri-start suspension. And basically the way this works is all three, there are three wheels in four positions. You have two like axles basically, but each wheel set is set up like a triangle. There's a wheel at the top and then two at the bottom that make contact with the ground. They all spin and they're designed that if they hit something, the whole thing just fucking chunks over. Like, yeah, the whole yeah. thing, the whole housing of the three wheels will just climb over the thing that way just by rotating. And there's like no suspension, he was saying, too, but like you could still hit mm-hmm. rocks and not feel them. Right. Yeah, just the way this thing is designed is fascinating. Yeah. It's for 1976, it's fucking incredible. 1976 like, <laughs> for a dude who makes cars for Hollywood who could barely spell his own name. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's got like two feet of ground clearance, and uh, the steering worked with like, like, like I mentioned, like the hydraulic rams were mounted in the center uh, section junction. What's interesting is that, you know, it, you don't, it wasn't steered by turning the front wheels, but by bending the middle like an articulated bus, except Hmm. It just bends. It doesn't turn the wheels. Like this thing just hold it piston. You yeah. know, the fucking thing gets crooked. At speed, um, too, without flipping at over. speed. Right. Oh, that's weird. And Fuck. and it rotates. So it's not just going, you know, on a like a like a the Y axis. Um or I'm sorry, an X axis. It's going on a Y like a, kind of a rotating around like a center point. So it, you'll notice on some of these shots that are down low on the wheel housing, mm-hmm. you'll see the front part of the entire fucking truck. It's like at a different degree. Like it's, it's totally adjusting to the, you know, terrain in front of it and it's rotating. So it, it's almost like this thing's on a gimbal. Kind of. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. It's, it's like thing kind of wonderfully yeah. over-engineered. And it's incredible. That's why it scrambles over, you know, ridgelines and boulders and rocky terrain and, um, and the, you you see a lot of that in the movie. They mm-hmm. definitely yeah, they, they definitely have it driving really, a lot. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a commercial for a thing they'll never produce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a tease like that. Oh, and this thing's strength uh, allowed it to survive a twenty-five foot fucking jump during testing with no damage. Wow! They just went whoopee with it. Let's see what this can do, which is terrifying when you see the. <laughs> The seats are literally, they're not even like, they don't come up your back. There's no harness. Like if you come down on this thing, you're going to bang your head on that gigantic fucking trucker steering wheel. Which makes the one scene when it flips over and kills a man make a lot more sense, honestly. (laughs) Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, like I said, this thing is what? Fucking how many thousand? 23,000 pounds. Yeah. Like it's 10 tons, you know, 11 tons. Uh, so after Damnation Alley, it made appearances uh, as well in these uh, as uh, these things as well as like the other ones I mentioned earlier. It was in an Amico commercial titled "The Road Warrior." <laughs> okay, and it's just this commercial where this guy shows up to take his uh, girlfriend out on a date, and the parents are just like, "Oh, you know, roads here." And this truck pulls up in front of their house, and this guy dressed like Mad Max gets out. <laughs> And he takes this, he's like, where are you going? And he's like, Montana. And they're like, that's like a thousand miles away. He's like, yep. And he gets in the truck with this girl and they drive to an Amico up in fucking Montana. And when this thing pulls into the station, it's like, Jesus Christ, it's huge. (laughs) It's like to get a scale of things that you can relate to. It's really crazy to see it just barely clear the little fucking covering of like the fuel pumps and everything. It's really crazy. Is that the, the Road Warrior one with Jocko in it? No, 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 no. It's a road warrior. Like, because I don't know. It didn't oh, make a sense. Warrier. It's a bad commercial. Yeah. Oh, it's I a very what, bad commercial. I see what they did there. 
Yeah, right. Man, this very close fucking marketing. Uh, then they were, they were in the uh, it was in the Quiet Riot video for the Wild and the Young, which is an awesome video, and you should watch it immediately. Um, I fucking love it. It's a great song. I've had that melody stuck in my head for so long, and I heard it today, and it was just like this truck is bringing so much back to me. And um, it's gonna be there another twenty years. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I immediately downloaded the song for the uh, music I played before this episode aired. So. Like, <laughs> Uh, anyway, there's an episode of Highway to Heaven, a series where Michael Landon from Little House on the Prairie plays an angel on probation, wandering the earth, doing good deeds. It's a dumb show. <laughs> yes, this episode, I need to see more than life itself. It's called Merry Christmas from Grandpa, where he shows the... Pr- oh, yeah, but I need to see this. We're, we're going to re- probably review this fucking episode. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's where the, the angel uh, Jonathan shows the president a farmer and an energy magnate what will happen in the future if Earth continues to be ravaged by pollution? This came out in '83. You know, like <laughs> holy shit! I need to fucking find this episode. That sounds, sounds amazing. Uh, it had a cameo in a, something called "The Wizard of Speed and Time," which I think I remember, but I didn't look up. Uh, it was featured in the 1994 time travel movie Apex. It was in the 1997 post-apocalyptic movie Hybrid, neither of which I had seen, and it is not to be confused with. The Ark 2 from the 1976. People series. online get very upset when you confuse those two. I found out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, stay out my mentions, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> ain't nobody got time to be fielding that shit. Oh, the Ark um, 2 does look like the, the vehicle from that show. I mean, props to Ark 2. There was a monkey in it, so that gives it automatic points. But also, the Ark 2. <laughs> That's the whole tangent. Yeah, the Ark 2 um, That like entire trick. era. It's just a gimmick. It was literally trucks and monkeys and they were combined in like Smokey and the bandit or whatever. BJ and the bear. One. BJ and the bear. Uh, every which way, but loose with uh, Clint uh, Eastwood. Planet of the apes. So many monkeys, dude. There's like understand. a whole underground trucking CB radio culture that they were sort of pandering to with a lot of these things. They're drawing mm-hmm. the Venn diagrams and the marketing departments and thing like how many people is this movie going to appeal to? Mm-hmm. That's the same as now, but like back then, <laughs> CBs were fun. CB was like as a kid, man, we'd go on these like road trips and I'd get on it and I'd talk to truckers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like sometimes I'd hear things and my, my, like when I, whoever I was in the car with, typically they wouldn't leave it on <laughs> because sometimes we'd hear things I wasn't supposed to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as a child, I'd be asking questions that they couldn't answer yet. You know, like it was just like, what does that mean? Oh god, I could just see in marketing well, like click. the diagram between weirdos with trucker radios and ham radios to monkeys. Dude, everybody was called in- rubber duck back in the day. It was fucking nuts. <laughs> how they intersect. Oh you got eyes on a bear. Ten four good. Ten four good, buddy. Ten four. <laughs> Jesus God. I think that might be propaganda. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to to what end. Mm, possibly. Uh yeah, anyway, so yeah, this movie takes, uh, like, well, I, I'm, I'm just reading your notes. It's really fucked up. You should, you know, like, I'm, I'm getting to the Damnation Alley root part at this point. <laughs> yeah. Plotting the actual root of Damnation Alley proves difficult, and it does. <laughs> it makes this truck no fucking, motherfucking that's sense. That's why I, tried to, I, I showed you guys. I was like, what, what help me out with this, because I'm okay with geography, but... Oh man, it, it, uh, it was well, weird. That, that's the thing because they never really like list. They go to Montana, but they never. That's not what 
they call the yeah. like, that's not where they are. Like, you it, know what I mean? They they say the places where they known. are, and there's definitely you know a sign in every city where they go to. Um, mm-hmm. So look at look at this on a map. I, I guess they start in the Mojave Desert. That's where the, the base is. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, cutting through Barstow, heading over to Las Vegas, which I think we all know that route. It's it's bad country. Mm-hmm. It's bad country out there. Uh, mm. They go to Salt Lake City. And then, yeah, they're filming in Meteor Crater, Montana, but that's like a, a big jump north from where they're uh, ostensibly at next, which is mm-hmm. Detroit. So there's, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the what Damnation Alley is because it's, it's mentioned, it, we're, we're told through exposition what it is, but it's never really made to be felt. There's never like, because even the direction they're going, which is apparently the, you know, the safe road, it's all like, still pretty fucked up <laughs> you know like it's, it's still not great there's a lot of a lot of fucked up shit going on in there that sounds bad i don't know mm-hmm. yeah but you'd think someone would have told them about the uh the, the killer cockroaches <laughs> yeah <laughs> someone from salt lake city would have got on the horn and been like hey by the way yeah because like they're, they're the whole mission starts off it, we'll get to it but like it's, it's because they hear a signal coming from like albany or something Albany, like New York just... is, the, is the only place that they're able to, to get a signal from, whatever oh signal that is. Well, thankfully, you know, yes. abortion's legal in New York. You know what I mean? So at least they mm-hmm. have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, yeah, let's let's get into it. Like we mentioned, it starts off in California at a uh, Air Force base. What was it called? Um... <laughs> okay, so this pan in on. Uh... I love this fucking scene, you guys. You have no idea. 123rd strategic model wing on force perspective air force base is what i wrote down mm-hmm. instantly yes. uh, but it's definitely like a model a model work with like a camera on a ridge line and then behind it is uh you know ostensibly this air force base which i don't know like a, a lot about air force missile bases i know a, a bit about air force bases but i'm pretty sure that most of our nuke bases are in the middle of the country montana yes. south dakota yes. north dakota so i don't know how they're in a nuclear icbm launch facility in the mojave desert uh, that doesn't oh, it gets funnier when uh you you see what what missiles launch in our on our intercept strike like it's <laughs> it, what, uh, because they have a a boop boop map where it you know oh things are happening and then the lines start and it's like oh here uh, those are nukes they're coming at the, this is where they're headed here's, here's their arc and everything and it's like all of our missiles are literally on the border of Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what? How did that? <laughs> okay. okay, never mind. Uh, sure, sure, sure. So the that's desert. how borders work. They're they're in the desert at the Air Force Base, and uh, once we get past the opening scene, Tanner and Denton. That's um, uh, Tanner's a younger fella. He's uh, Vincent, and Denton yeah. is uh, is Peppard. He's um, a major, and Tanner's mm-hmm. a lieutenant. Uh, so they get to work. They're this part is, is like one of those things that, again, at a young age, I learned this kind of sinister. So they pick up their sidearms and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, they're going into their office. They're picking up sidearms. That's mm-hmm. not in case somebody attacks the base. That's not for them to defend themselves. That's like a non-compliance sidearm. So if you're mm-hmm. in the missile tube with the guy who doesn't want to pull the trigger, you're supposed to shoot him, right? Ostensibly, you're supposed <laughs> to shoot him. You just yeah. have to turn these keys at the same time. I'm sorry. There's a lot of things people don't know. We'll talk about it later, but you know, you have to turn both keys at the same time for the launch to happen. And if your counterpart doesn't want to do it, you're supposed to take out your revolver and shoot him in the head. Mm-hmm. But then the missile doesn't launch anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I guess then you kill the yourself, I guess. Anyway. I don't know. What, what, <laughs> what, I don't know. They, each gun only has two bullets. That, that, that guess, definitely makes you know, what like, came before like way more sinister because like this fucking scene, I love this scene because it's ridiculous. 
They get to the oh, they, they get there. They show their IDs, please, and they show their ID. They get into the little room. They get to go on the elevator. They get to go down the elevator. They get to come out, show their IDs again, go through another <laughs> it's another door. So many times. There are so many key checkpoints where they're either putting it into a fucking slot or showing it to a dude, yeah. and they got like little dialogue for everything as they're talking. You know, as, as they're, they're talking. talking, yeah. And, and then like all, they get through. All, like they, they at one point they meet up with um, um, Perry, and they have a whole conversation, and they're like, "Oh, you ain't got no women with you," kind of stuff. Oh yeah, the, the exposition of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Right, and they, they, they they're like playing a cute little game of chess, and he's handing them the guns and the whole iron arms. And, and then they like have that. like an awkward conversation about painting his wife naked. Yeah, and yeah. it's supposed to be like a joke, but nobody laughs yeah. at it. No, there's a few jokes that do not land. There's one <laughs> in Salt Lake City that like like Denton tries, and it's just like the characters. I know that movie. you left space for a laugh. But, <laughs> the jokes are so no. bad they don't even land with the characters in the film. <laughs> no, yeah. it's incredible. So much was lost in editing. I've never ever in my life. So the, the, um, the, I'm the not gonna lie. This this movie kind of it, it already started losing me when the uh when um when peppard pulled the whole or no was it the part of vincent that was playing the the game of chess no it was Pepard. yeah it was Pepard. it was De- denton major denton he yeah. was playing it with uh with perry the security guard who's letting him in yeah. was giving him their guns and stuff uh yeah. and, and in the course of them going through this uh elevator checkpoint you know brouhaha you get to learn a little bit about the two of them and it's clear, like the major's not into Tanner at all. He's uh says He's something like, a... um, yeah. then says like, oh, you know, uh, Perry up there is really talented. They're talking about the painting again, and then mm-hmm. Tanner goes, yeah, what's he doing in the service? And like, mm-hmm. Denton gives him this sharp look, and then he's like, you know, I want to let you know, I put in for a transfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you I outrank you, but you're such a piece of shit. I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn, dude. And th- he says this right before they go to work, yeah. where they're supposed to turn a key. Can you imagine if they had like a domestic dispute right here where they're just like, I don't think I'm turning this fucking key, dude. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> then they just what kill each think? other and the movie ends. Yeah. Yeah. Tell right. tell them at the Low end credits. of the 12 hour shift, not at the beginning of the 12 hour shift, man. Right. Awkward. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a comfortable chair, bud. Um, so they go in and they do their. Like, I wrote a note about this where it was like, this opening sequence, like up to the point where they go and they're, they're relieving the other guy at duty, it, it really reads like the director of By Dawn's Early Light saw this and said to himself quietly alone in a viewing, like a screening room. He just went, nah. <laughs> just, nah. Because it's so written by a 12-year-old who thinks <laughs> like... Even their, well, like even their uniforms look almost like child. They look like G.I. Joe's because they have like the 123rd like and the variation of their command and it looks ridiculous. Like you've never and seen that, those. There's a, that's exactly what the, the stuff looked like back then though. I, I will tell you this. That's one yeah. of the things that sold this for me was like these guys on screen with these like starched blues. My dad would come home wearing the same goddamn thing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was like it was like cheap uh, embroidery like that that didn't look like, you know, totally professional. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, that, you know, that but part like, they got real. Um, and and to, to, to your point of redoing this one, literally 1985 War Games starts exactly like this. <laughs> War Games starts exactly like this, and it's done way better. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. They were they were figuring out the nuclear apocalypse by this time, you know, like after a few fucking try runs. <laughs> like you couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't. This was you couldn't have slim pickings riding every bomb down. Yeah. 
And this is one of those things that, in my mind, confused all these movies together. I was like, oh, yeah, the movie mm -hmm. where the two guys that go down there and then they, they killed the world. <laughs> I, you know, I just think, I remember being a kid and thinking any movie that end, or like opened with the destruction of the planet. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like good a protagonist. Good instincts. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, and there were protagonists. Uh, they killed a lot of people. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I, that, I watched they lay that all. They lay all that on you in the first five minutes. You know, the yes. protagonist of oh, these movies just ended your world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This like opening, like I don't know how many fucking minutes, like like twelve, is literally like half of its stock footage. Um, but like, <laughs> oh yeah, this this war this war starts and there's these dots and they're the the, the first guy's dialogue is something to the effect of like, oh, it looks like the satellite's breaking up, which is like. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. No, it's not. Fifty it's definitely lights not on the board bad. go on. Fifty lights on the board right. go on. Uh, probably sadly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, probably sadly. It happens. You all can't time. blame it to be. You know, we're not going to blame it for trying to be like optimistic, you know. But then there's like, they get the order to do the the thing, and you know, fucking Denton and Tanner are just on it. They they they're professional. They open it. They get the code, which sounds completely made up by a twelve year old. Like this entire <laughs> plot is literally like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this <laughs> happened for like an hour and a half. It's fucking nuts. If you see it on that level, it's actually kind of enjoyable. It's just like, man, you know, I I'd tell like an eight year old this if I were twelve. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like uh, what was it? What was it? Because uh, we saw the monster vision version of the film. Uh, right. Joe, Bob Joe Bob Briggs, Briggs. wonderful yeah. horror movie. Who in, so my, in my head, is, the TNT uh, late night presentation. Yeah, he's, he's like mm -hmm. a country fried version of Max Headroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. So true. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, like he said, and, it's like you know. It, thankfully, we don't have a plot to get in the way of the story. You know. <laughs> oh man, his, his commentary, most of it was pretty fucking spot on and hilarious. Like, oh, he's yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Like he was, um, he was the only thing that was keeping it alive for me. Honestly, that's what he does, man. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's his job. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. that's why. I mean, it, it was dudes like going even further back, like Sven Gulli, fucking uh, Superhost up in Cleveland. Um, there was like a ton of these dudes and all these like smaller markets and shit that would do like the Sunday afternoon movie or su Saturday afternoon movie or something like that. And they're why like you have entire fucking cultures of people who are just into these like uh -huh. misses. Mm -hmm. And they're fascinating because, like, I don't know. I think on a creative level, you got to see the stuff didn't quite come together because you learn from it. And you make, oh, wow, well, I'm not going to make that mistake. You know, like, they're still enjoyable. And this one has, like, a ton of bonkers shit in it. So, you know, it's like, we're going to dog it, but I'm dogging it from a place of love. Yeah. <laughs> and from, like, like some, like a deep memory. Much, a whole much to learn thing. from this, honestly. Yeah. Oh, it was extremely enjoyable when I was 12, you know, or 10 or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> It it suffers it suffers from that seventies movie curse of like it feels like nothing happens for a good <laughs> nothing nothing absolutely stuff literally nothing like nothing of consequence happens in this movie other than things that fucking, make you it's angry. a road trip yeah there's also like, there's, also, there's also a lot of parts of cuts where it's just like ominous geologic sounds and scenes yes where it's just, mm -hmm. these weird like rumblings and again the kind of around these like old Kenneth Anger films but um what it is looking into it I think we talked about this the other day it was the first time they'd um uh developed that sound 360 like the, the precursor to thx surround sound and apparently uh -huh. the only movie that they ever did it with uh but yeah sound 360 so you imagine sitting uh -huh. in the theater in the dark like that would, rumbling would be a lot more impressive but sitting yeah. at home with my lg tv it's it's not 
No, no, no. We, we got like a little sub on our soundbar and stuff like that. Mm. And basically what it really sounded like was like ASMR of a mic <laughs> literally shoved into a farting asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like it would be ominous With if it was. The bass boosted. Yeah. Like it you would know, be like, ominous if this was like, you know, stalker. You know what I mean? Like if it was, mm-hmm. it, it, but under different circumstances, it would better technology. But that is not yeah. what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So anyway, we see all these launchings, and then these launchings hit uh, just, some of the missiles. I'm sorry, I got to I got to quote Leston's uh, notes here. World is destroyed with stock footage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, again, as as part of the 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 effects budget being cut, they had to rely 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 on a lot of stock footage, and it's basically like the Lockheed Martin blooper reel. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. literally, literally. It's just missile launch after missile launch after missile launch after missile launch. And then there's like in mid air explosions because the first, the missiles that were launched initially were ostensibly to intercept the incoming missiles because that's how ICBMs work. They either hit a, you know, enemy's city or they take out an incoming missile. They're, they're shooting bullets at bullets, basically, which yeah. is not how this works at all. But um, they're like, we only stopped 40% of them, sir. And that is all it takes to knock earth off its axis <laughs> wow yeah all there, the that's, that's off, a... earth gets knocked off its axis and meanwhile this this general still says nothing he's just it's like standing there stiff glassy-eyed apparently he had a lot more lines in the uh, director's cut of it um of course but yeah yeah didn't he have a whole subplot where they show him slowly going mad later yeah and like the, the they just don't have it. discipline breaking down the on, the, yeah. uh, on the base and and yeah totally he's mentioned like this could have been the mm-hmm. We could have had like the Kingdom of Heaven director's cut, but instead we have this. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that footage get closer to your mic? Do we do we, yeah. do we know if that footage still exists? I don't know. Mm. Um, honest to God, that was the thing that I like. I want to say I read something that that was like yada yada. The original cut lost the time, but uh, mm. I read that a lot. For stuff you never know they might find a yeah. vhs or something that does happen sometimes a screener copy somewhere yeah Some screener copy oh, yeah fuck. i'd watch it with the text at the bottom fbi do not copy you know like that, <laughs> that would make this more believable honestly uh so then all of that shit happens and then <laughs> the most boring way possible because everyone just sounded fucking bored during the end of the world well, it just annihilates the planet. Yeah. Like, you just see, there's, there's stock footage of nukes going off, which I always just, I don't know why I enjoy. Uh, uh, I enjoy watching them the same way I enjoy the smell of gasoline, <laughs> you know? And, and then again, like, the, the, the missile command room, it's just like, everybody's, like, dead silent, looking at each other, and this voice just comes on, targeted cities. Yes! Destroyed. Seattle. Chicago. New Boston. York. And like, <laughs> Well, there was some, there was some like weird, one, like Trenton. Yeah, Trenton, because <laughs> you know we're gonna miss Trenton. Then it was like Trenton before DC too, so it's like oh, Washington oh. DC. Like it's just so slow and just dispassionate. I, I, I don't know. Oh, uh, and then Zero, would you be so kind as to read the prologue? Oh, uh, so yeah. Then the prologue screen comes up. <clears throat> it's amazing. The Third so World much. War left the planet shrouded in a pall of radioactive dust, under skies lurid and angry, in a climate gone insane, tilted on its axis as a result of the nuclear holocaust. That's another thing they used to say: nuclear holocaust. You don't hear that so much anymore. Uh, yeah. Tilted on its axis as a result of the nuclear holocaust, the Earth lived through a reign of terror with storms and floods of unprecedented severity. 
hmm, what's that sound like? When this <laughs> epic began to wind down, when this epic, when this epic began to wind down, it's two years. It's been two years, they tell you later. Right, right, right. When this epic began to wind down, the remnants of life once more ventured forth to commence the struggle for survival and dominance. This is the story of some of them. Yeah, so the and I'm just thinking like the story of some of them. So and the I'm just thinking like the translation here. Military industrial complex finally succeeds in destroying the planet, and the only hope for the survivors have is another product of the military industrial complex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and they make it's... it seem so ominous as well. That that atmosphere that they create in that moment where they're zooming in on planet Earth and it's just like mm-hmm. this bombed out husk of what it once was. Yeah, I think uh, in, oh, in my hand notes, okay. I was like, zoom in this crater Earth. Yeah, yeah, it's really the. Oh, they, they do this like really crazy psychedelic kind of uh, laser sky. It's really cool for yeah. a second too, as they're kind of yeah. bringing it in. Nah, it, and, it's uh, really cool. Yeah. It's just you expect to see like you know mutated things and shit and like really weird stuff, but honestly, all we get mm-hmm. is like flesh eating cockroaches and rednecks. Oh, oh a giant, giant scorpion! And giant scorpions. Moments later, yeah, literally moments yeah, later, yeah. Yeah. Michael Vincent's earning his million bucks doing dirt bike stunts <laughs> around a giant <laughs> fucking group of scorpions. Yeah, but, uh, that sense of, uh, of like just the ominous feeling that uh, that that prologue had like laid out for me was just immediately evaporated. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah you think no, this is going to be like depressing, like call it Chernobyl or something? But honestly, yeah, it's really yeah. You not. think that this is going to be like yeah, this is going to be second variety or something? Yeah, it's a it's a romp. It's a romp. No, it's a big old zany having fun on the dunes with a fucking lady on the back it of my is bike. A post-apocalyptic road trip. How many? Yeah, like no. that's that's an yeah. underrated genre, and I think it's been coming back recently. But yeah, yeah kind like, of. Yeah. How often do you see that? The only like, what? I'll looking for the a other... date for the end of the world or something. Zombie land. Like, that, that's the kind of shit. Cherry two thousand. Yeah. Do you guys mm. remember Cherry two thousand? Yeah, 2000? Cherry two thousand, or uh, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Furiosa, post-apocalyptic yep. road trip. Mm-hmm. More so even well, I mean, Warrior. I was going to say, there's like two Mad Max movies that you could count, you know, like yeah, at least right. minimum. Well, all of them really because cars are involved, but like the one is more stunts, crashes, and holy shit, Getting that guy's like is more in three places. car chase, and, mm-hmm. and the other is more like... One is a symphony. <laughs> one is a symphony, yes. <laughs> it's just so gorgeous. Yeah, this is oh more God, like a it. badly hummed tune. We would not have Fury Road without this movie, I think, in some ways. Uh, you can see that in a lot of the camera angles. I, and I saw some people draw some parallels to that when I was uh, you know, biting into this. Uh, so Okay. And it, it does have some redeeming qualities. Like you're just saying, this is where they bring in the the, um, the laser effect sky. It kind of gives it the look of like a pink aurora borealis at times. And yeah. just all over the color spectrum. But a, a really good effect. And again, that they just kind of like penciled in at the last minute like they didn't plan to do that yeah. with the movie that was just like we got to make this make some money somehow let's do something like unique this looks really drab uh i don't know what do you what do you think man i don't i don't know but I, you know what let's think on it i got these mushrooms let's figure this out <laughs> basically 10 months later <laughs> laser sky that's what we call it man trademark uh, uh and then and uh, the first thing you see is, is uh tanner you know coming up over this dune on a motorbike with uh with the lady on the back of his bike now it's a lady on the back of his bike. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Okay. Uh, back up. It is. We got to give Perry. Uh, sorry, we got to give uh, uh, Keegan his due. Keegan oh, yes. uh, is uh, opens on Keegan painting the outside of their bunker. Beautiful. As he's right, an right, artist right. and he wants to do you know artistic pursuits, he's uh, mm-hmm. he's painting on the back of his bunker and he pulls up his binoculars and he sees uh, 
He sees Tanner come up over the ridge. Like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like everything that happens with, with, with fucking Tanner for the next like five, six minutes is just jackass. Hi, I'm oh, Tanner. Yeah. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's, it's and it goes on so it's long. Exactly it's like it's a long joke. Yeah, it's ridiculous. With it, no punchline. It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like no amount of FX and like, you know, they could have had real giant scorpions the size of trucks and still wouldn't have saved the scene. Because this is what's happening. Tanner's driving on these dunes on his little dirt bike, his little post-APOC dirt bike, right? And he's he's hopping dunes, and he's he's kicking asses and shit and doing all this stuff, and he's got this lady on the back of his bike. And as he's doing all of these stunts, there are eight-foot scorpions in the sand. And I guess originally they were going to use animatronics, right? That yeah, they incredible. had some kind of an, eight-foot animatronic scorpions is what they said it was. But the sense that I got was this kind of like, Chuck E. Cheese brand animatronics, yeah. not yeah. anything that looked yeah. good on film because they cut them right the fuck out when they did the the director's cut. Like fifties pulp, but in color. Yeah, you know, like oh, I would have loved that yes. way more, honestly. So, so instead, we get these blue screen, you know, forced perspective scorpions that aren't even really being that aggressive. They're just kind of like standing oh. there being scorpions, and he's like harassing around him with rooster tails coming up off his bike, like it's, something's happening. He mimes a kick. Yeah. At one of them at one point, which means whoever did the compositing had to fucking put one there. You know what I mean? Like, I could just see Jan Michael Vincent, like, off, 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 you know, like, before they shoot. And he's just, like, talking to, like, uh, Smite. And he's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a real quick little kick here. And then I'm going to, like, like speed out, you know, and, like, just real quick. And 100% here, like, yo, no, man, I know a guy who put that thing there. And it, it like it, it seems like a deal was made for that particular moment. Yeah, the guy is. And yeah, and meanwhile, the guy when he gets it gets it's like you motherfuckers. <laughs> and, it, and you know what? He did it. Yeah, he did. The guy put the fucking mm-hmm. scorpion. You know, they probably had a nice old uh, whole entire bottle of whiskey, which we'll talk about in a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's doing all this bullshit, right? And then he like, 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 like a uh, kid sees him, and he he. he, he, he He's like, well, it's time for you to go, darling. And he pushes this woman off the back of his bike. He's got elbows her off. Yeah. It's a human being. No, he does, he does, like, we had to rewind. <laughs> straight up pushes her off the back of the bike. He's straight up. It's a lady. Because, like, what happens later? We rewound it to watch this again. Yeah. Because he, and then he, he starts tear assing around in the sand around these fucking giant scorpions again. Who again aren't doing anything. Meanwhile, the other, doing scorpions. And the other guy is like looking in horror because he literally just got off the radio with him saying, it's like, oh, who do you got there? He's like, I found the lady in the next town. And he's like, cool, yeah. man. And he's like, because, you know, their military guys have been stuck underground for, for two years. And he's like, Dude, cool, yeah. cool, man. And then he sees her push this person off the bike. And he's like, <laughs> right. he has his rifle ready. He's like, I'm going to have to kill this white man. Like, what the fuck? Instantly, I was like, is that the kind of guy that Tanner is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of hero? Some snake plissken in right there, you know, and it's not a it's not a good edit. No, because you get frames of her falling. You see her hair, like it's a, it's a natural it's bodily a reaction. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, there's no uncanny valley here, right? This matters that we're pointing this out because then Tanner does he, he's jackassing around on his bike some more, and he's like fucking with him. He's you have to understand he's like sixty yards away from the base. He could literally just like do a big old arc and avoid all of them. But he's not. He's fucking with them. He keeps coming in there. He's like, yeah, you ain't doing nothing. And Scorpions are like, oh, man, come on. You know, like, they're literally not aggressive. They're not even stabbing anything. They're they're not trying to provoke them at all. Like, there's nothing aggressive about them. But, like, after he throws the woman off, he comes back 
Keegan died the rifle out and he shoots it at his feet. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Basically, well, you know, that's how he doesn't we say greet that. each other in America when we're upset with our, you know, decisions. Just shoot a bunch of bullets yeah, at somebody's feet I mean, he denied, and tell him what the hell are you doing? He denied that woman her bodily autonomy. And that's and he let Keegan think that it wasn't a fucking mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> because they cut it's such a bad and the only way they could it's such a it was a choice so it was a, it was a choice that was made there where they were just like so oh man so how are we bad. gonna get the giant fake scorpions on top of the lady <laughs> i think what it was is that that might have been dominique that might have been janice from later i hate that though and they well i do too but i think the reason why they they had to cut that and just have her show up in vegas is because like like she would, they wanted to have like the full truck full at the very beginning, and then just timing reasons. If that's probably true, didn't work that's out. like and also adds insult to injury. Fake, to, <laughs> and then, again, this is just conjecture, but imagine scorpions don't look that good. You know what I mean? And how, how like, what do you, how are you going to force perspective her being torn apart by one? So what they did was they made a little teeny tiny fucking model that they could stick under it that looked like a mannequin, <laughs> and so that just Keegan's like, oh man, you know, like what are you doing? This is like what are you doing, yeah, dog? Like, yeah you're a sick fuck you yeah. know like, and then they get down into the well they get down into the base and they're sitting there talking they're telling like stories back and forth and he's saying man you know i had this mannequin ride on the back of my bike the whole way back it got so bad i was talking to her i even turned around and kissed her and he's and it, it, like Keegan says something like he's like i you know i ain't mad that you dropped her out there i'm mad that you didn't share or something like that something yeah, why don't you introduce her or something like that yeah but the, whole thing, right, right, right. the whole thing is fucking weird the whole he's like he's, oh, it's, he's just throwing it out there to see how keegan's gonna react it's like you know uh i even kissed her <laughs> and, yeah. and keegan's just staring at him glassy-eyed and at first she's like is keegan into this and he kind of is also, into it hey man yeah. look look no, I, they are they're all horrible. hey look man i i, I totally <laughs> fucked that mannequin it's not good. No, it's, it's really not. not. But the, the funniest so, thing about it too is that they're sitting in this really clean room, two years into a nuclear apocalypse, and he just is sucking down a whole fucking so much bottle liquor of in that room. That's what I was going to say. These guys—they're they're living bunker lux. Uh, I don't know how many trips. Uh, 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 I don't know how many trips Tanner's taken to, to Barstow to forge for supplies, but they got whiskey bottles, they got canned meat, they got all kind of bunker blocks down there. Yeah, apocalypse doesn't seem right. so bad. <laughs> you no, know, not Barstow. I mean, shit. This this reads a lot so far like the Cliff's Notes to you know a trucker's life. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, oh man! Through this though, you you get the sense that they're they, these two are not like doing military stuff anymore. They're not having it. They're they're living their own little life in their in their you know lap of luxury bunker. Right. I don't understand the dynamic here at all. No. Like, how yeah. are you, like, because the conversation comes up, like, you know, it, later in the movie, like, you know, how did you, why, why did you leave the Air Force, you know, kind of stuff. They talk about that. And then when that comes up, it just makes you think back to the scene, which they don't really reference and nobody seems to have a problem with. Hmm. Because, like, like Tanner and, and Denton, they've kind of loosely established that they don't like each other. And in this moment, Denton's still in the military. You know what I mean? Like, he's still being all fucking gi joe about it and the, the other two are being like the weird hippies who like paint things and grab mannequins to fuck yeah. or this, this kind of sets up the sort of subplot of uh you know the counterculture versus the establishment and like yada yeah, yada. yeah. it's it's coming out of the 60s into the seven uh, late, late 70s i'm not sure if the 12 year old who wrote this gets subtext i just <laughs> this might have been a lucky like combination of things. yeah you know what i mean because like, i'm like it, it's these are the guys that want to stay up all night and the other guy's dad you know like that's what it feels like i mean basically because it's kind of like it, it it 
It's very bratty. Yeah, it, I get it, though, because it's like, what Air Force? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still on their side, what are, right? What are you, like, what are you guys like, doing, yeah, no, right. guys? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're still wearing uniforms. You've got a lot of cigarettes and cigars and liquor. You're doing great. <laughs> so, yeah. these, two, these two are in their bunker, and, and they're like, you know, having mannequin lust. Uh, <laughs> so we, we get what they're all about. See, yeah, they get, they get booze and, uh, you know. All their needs taken care of, except and and then at this point they cut over to Denton, so you can see you know how the counterpart is doing, and a nerd, yeah, and and one of his like porn stash Perry acolytes, very <laughs> apt description, very apt description. Um, oh, man. Well, hang on, no, before 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 we get on to Denton and Perry, um, there's like an aside that's extremely important where there's a guy running through a hallway in the base and he's late for something. Yes. And you can mm-hmm. tell he's a fucking degenerate because he's wearing a members-only jacket. Mm-hmm. And he gets to another one of these security yeah. doors. And he opens the security door, and there's a Man really confirmed. excited guy in there who knows that he's been late. What does he say to something like, "Where you been? You're 20 minutes late." He's like, "You owe me 20 minutes." You owe me 20 minutes. He said, "What's the big deal?" He says, "Never mind. It's my 20 minutes, and I want it." And like he thinks yeah. he's <laughs> to practice that line so many times because he just oh, he belts it. Mm-hmm. He owned his moment. Um, that's all I can say. You, I, I like in your notes you call him Airman Meth Man. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of seems like he's on meth. Well, and the other guy, Airman Smoke Jerk. This makes sense. And I think that the, what it is is like when he looked into the satchel, he saw that like Airman Smoke Jerk got new porn. The late guy, the members only jacket, is running in right. there late because yeah, he, he has a bunch of porn under his arm, which he's hiding. The other in the guy jacket. then, right? And then he leaves. Like the guy just leaves. He's like, "I, you owe me twenty minutes." And it's like, to do what? Like, do you spend like an hour in this locked room masturbating next to the uh, natural gas? Uh, Turns out, gauge. Yes. And that's the thing. It's like, what is this room that they're guarding in shifts? And you never really find out. There's a. It's literally a single pipe with a big. It's two red. Like it's two. Like yeah. a like a two hatches, but like one that? one pipe with a yes. spigot. Mm-hmm. Right, and and two bunks. There's a there's a bunk. Yeah, that was my immediate question: is why is there bunks in this room? I I can't imagine. Is it just what... the, is is it the official military jerk off shed? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's got to watch it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Post apoc spank bank. Um, <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, and, and that's like they don't really get into it. No, we never we never learn. But it becomes apparent in a couple seconds, like oh shit, okay, because they don't no you don't know what the twenty minutes is about at this point yet. You know what I mean? And it could be like him cutting into my shaft or something like that. But what happens is Airman Smoke Jerk's got a bunch of pornos. And he's on the bottom bunk. And he's got some of them open, shoved into the upper part of the bunk, like the bunk above him, like the little crossbar. And he's got, he's falling asleep and his arms over the edge of the bed. And there's porn. There's just like porn mags everywhere open. He drops his cigarette. And and, and that's kind of like, the the build up to this and he drops a cigarette and then we cut again back to denton and perry in the garage doing dude stuff and it's kind of like in cut in between so they're building the drama as it goes mm-hmm. uh but yeah denton, denton perry talking and what are the they're working on a lathe or something yeah they're fixing the truck yeah, or like a press or something yeah 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 and uh uh perry's asking denton a lot of like really naive questions it's like talking about uh first of all I'm talking about the, the you get the the um knowledge that they're going out on an expedition it's been you know it's been two years they're gonna they're deciding they're gonna go out and they're gonna see what's going on with the world they're going on an expedition and they're gonna take these things called the landmasters and this is the part where denton lets us know these things have actually never been tested <laughs> yeah 
and I, that's what you that's want. That's what you want to rely upon during an apocalypse. That's the first thing I'm thinking. Like, oh, so there's just like a handshake handshake deal with Raytheon. They don't even test them anymore. They don't put them through trials <laughs> or anything. They just uh, supply by the lowest bidder. They come in, slap it on the side, and there you go. Apocalypse ready. Good luck, fellas. <laughs> we're, we're, it's more, we're more like the Soviet Union than we thought we were. uh Uh, yeah so that was a big knowledge bomb there i was like oh so they're just okay yeah they're gonna go check it out make sure it works fucking drive the prototype see they would refine that concept in later uh things like gi joe the cartoon etc etc where it would become this is experimental technology and that's how they get around like this has never been tested you know like (laughs) it's it's the same thing it's different you know (laughs) you pay more for it if it's experimental and hasn't been tested exactly nobody else has it (laughs) <laughs> whatever happened to that jet with the forward swept wings as a fighter concept hmm. like i remember that being everywhere like in the 80s and 90s and stuff uh, i think they Say called it delta uh, wing configuration well delta wing that was the f-15 that's the one that like kind of comes down like that this one like they shot forward it was called like forward swept or some shit yeah i, I know that style you're talking about. i just can't think of the name x29 um, or something that's a that's a style that they use in jet lancer at least Oh, totally, totally, totally. Even I think Galaxy Rangers kind of riffed on that a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I, I love the design of those things, and I thought they were sweet. And anytime they came up in like Ace Combat, <laughs> yeah, I was on it. That was my favorite. Um, so yeah, so then the base explodes. Then, <laughs> then, then we uh, understand why it was so important not to be smoking in that room with all of the gas and explosives in it. No, I was, it was just, <laughs> in the room. Happens to be a natural gas like conduit somehow yeah. that runs yeah. through the entire base was, yeah mm-hmm. and i mean it's it's a modern missile base but it explodes like a fucking gunpowder mill <laughs> oh, it fucking goes man uh, the friction would, of... would, oh go ahead you would think that you would think that this would go up it would just like go up instantly but it just keeps going like <laughs> Oh, oh, it's a, it's amazing. Blowing up, yeah, and and I'm sure the, some of the stock footage. It's like a gas refinery blowing up. This, there's a lot of stock footage that's not a missile base blowing For up. For sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's insane. The sheer friction um, of his journey. Th- some of that stock right. footage, people are dying. Yes, <laughs> like it's really bad. Like, yeah, a lot of it. There's a dude on fire for one part of it. Um, yeah, and then okay, so it's not quite a spoiler if it didn't make the final cut i guess but the whole the whole thing about this scene so uh, that they again left on the cutting room floor uh mm-hmm. tanner's just got back from bar so he's been doing his uh, uh his scavenging and he's the one that gave airman smoke jerk the porn mm. so there's a scene cut out where he hands it to the guy the guy's late to his shift because he was talking to tanner so really because tanner was fucking around with the scorpions like an asshole so really tanner's the reason the base blows up Damn God, counterculture! Damn, I mean Tanner just killed like a long-haired life. hippie yeah. freak. I mean, exactly. I, I knew, I knew the moment that he pushed that the mannequin off the bike, he was like <laughs> fucking psychopath. Oh, that was the moment, not the moment he turned the key and killed millions of people. <laughs> Good point. You really <laughs> there was that. There was that. Uh, why? I wonder why? if he always why had that these, hair. Why are these? And they just. The, okay. the main characters. Why are these the protagonists? <laughs> yes, of this yes, movie? <laughs> exactly. Good job. You're getting it. That's exactly oh. it. Why? Oh, Why? You can say that about literally everything in this movie. See, here's the thing that I love about it is that you go from the population of the planet at the beginning of the movie to minus 250 million of them in the opening 12 minutes or so. Yeah. 
And then, like, the base is just the rest of the people. You know, like, we don't need any of them. We we can't have a send-off. No, we need to eliminate them completely so that we never have to check back with them again. Like, it's literally, like, it's just, a, like, a plot advancement thing. Yeah. But it's so, like, weirdly excessive and yet understated at the same time. Everything that happens in this movie up to this point is only to get the Landmaster out of the garage. <laughs> it needed a blood sacrifice. Yeah, like 250 million people plus, like, I don't know, 100 people in the base yeah. had to die to get to this moment in the movie where you get to see the really fucking cool truck. <laughs> it's oh, man. When I made that realization, I just laughed out loud just to myself. I was just like, hey, yeah. <laughs> All right, sure, fuck it, let's go. Uh, Who else are you going to kill on the way? So uh, work to get it out of that garage. So much. You have to kill everybody to get the truck. I mean, it's... It's a special experimental nuts. engine. It runs on souls. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's... I like oh, that. God. There's a joke. About that. But yeah, no, they... So they do. They fucking... They, there's two of them. Now, mind you, so an hour and uh, seven but, minutes but, ago, I mentioned that, you know, they only made one. Ah, but apparently there are two of them. Oh yeah, I didn't really. Oh, you know, my I didn't think of that. My dumbass well, was like, "Yeah, there's two. There are definitely two scenes of a landmaster coming out of a garage. I think they yeah. they probably drove it out twice. I don't think they used the same cut both times, but I could be mm -hmm. wrong. Also, how often are we sure that like these aren't miniatures? I'm I'm sure that some of the the, well, the cuts like the the shot if they have shots with both of the landmasters in them they have no them, not, once. Have not once not once they not have two a, of them yeah. together in the, in the same frame oh, okay. it's that it's that bad yeah <laughs> wow it's like it's like it's like peter finch and faye dunaway in network they're never in the same scene together that's and uh, so even though exactly you know, they, like they all yeah, kind of right. ran into the building <laughs> when it was blowing up to try and save people uh and didn't <laughs> it's just kind of unclear what's happening after that like it's sort of tanner and uh and keegan are kind of kicking around looking sulky yeah. and this part tanner's like i can still smell the smoke and then it's just smoking a cigarette like non-stop <laughs> <laughs> so tanner comes upon a guy on fire yeah and and keegan's like leave him man because the guy is complete there's literally like nothing you could do for this yeah. guy at this point like it's he's done you know and he stands there and they go back and forth for like 10 seconds it's like okay this is, this is going on too long I, like i felt like uh, all right he's gone go come on get the fuck out like anything <laughs> could explode apparently at this base there's no logic to it whatsoever because the garage that the landmaster drives out of is fine yeah <laughs> apparently natural gas did not yeah go. the garage and their hidey hole full of liquor were the two places that yeah. were not connected to the gas <laughs> line apparently but everything else was uh, leveled makes total sense it's a goddamn shame that like no one was like drinking a full bottle of Jack while driving this thing is that <laughs> it sends the wrong message. This is very PG movie in spite of the porno mag with just like boobs on display. <laughs> like at, at one point, uh, Tanner yells at Billy, we'll get to this, but like he, he says, gosh, darn it. And I was like, was that ADR? Like, did he actually say something else? Like, <laughs> it would have been better if he said literally anything else. If he, he could have said, <laughs> Blender tomato, and it would have been better than gosh darn it. <laughs> so so uh, the, the two landmasters roll out of the garage. Denton pops a hatch on one of them, and he's talking to the two of them like they've never 
seen the things before. It's like a surprise for for Tanner and Keegan that this is happening. Yeah, who who have been stationed to this base and plus two post-apocalyptic years of just nothing to do and never, ever saw these things before. They they had zero curiosity about anything. Yeah, after day two, I'd be like, what's this room? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Well, we are in year two of a pandemic, so... and. No, I, I feel that. Vibe. I know we're all. I know about I all it. the rooms in my house now. Like, <laughs> yeah, even like, I got the nook under the steps. I got the fucking weird nooks upstairs where we thought we heard mice, but they weren't mice. It was like a squirrel got in and out. Oh. To his credit, yeah, squirrels get into my attic around. all the time and leave uh, uh, acorns and my my coats and clothes and shit up there. It's they're smart little fuckers. That's adorable. Shout out to squirrels. Um, you know, where did that come from? Tangent. So, uh, keep so, so yeah, so, uh, uh, Dungeon Pops Hatch is yelling at Tanner and Keegan, basically setting up a buddy system for who's going to go where, because I don't trust you guys. So he doesn't say that, but that's what it is. I don't trust you hippies mm. alone together in the tank. So when he's going <laughs> to ride with me, and when he's going to ride with Porn Stash Perry back there. Uh, mm. I feel so bad for Keegan because he's just stuck with this fucking nerd. <laughs> it's oh, like, man. Bad. The coolest dude there gets stuck with this dipshit. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> And he's he is a dork. Yes, like he doesn't. There's, I'm sure. Given time, you could have made friends with him. That would have been a fun arc to see, <laughs> like Ornstash Perry and Keegan, like fucking chill out together. But no, the stupidest goddamn thing has to happen shortly. Um, well, after the second stupidest goddamn thing to happen. So like, yeah. while, while they're all driving, and apparently single file, but never in the same frame, and. Um, <laughs> At one point, Tanner's like, man, they ain't got no country music on these radios. Oh, we should mention that the navigation system is a Texas Instruments calculator. They didn't okay. even so, bother to it. paint it or change the case. Even bother. It's, the, the model it number like, is right there. Something. Joe Bob Briggs oh had God. to like dig into that for a hot second, too, in the version. I bet. Like, it was fucking Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the, I, yeah, I almost forgot that. But they, they, they sing "Will the Circle Be Unbroken?" Yeah, okay. He gets on the and they go and back and singing forth. Well, fucking Perry, poor Stash Perry is being a dickhead about it because, like, he's Tanner starts singing and he's like, uh, "What is your message, sir? <laughs> what's you know? what's your message, Landmaster One?" Right. Yeah, because yeah, he's all fucking buttoned down, all business, and, and then fucking uh, Keegan takes it off of him and they sing a little duet together and. As this is happening, it made me as uncomfortable as when James Cameron added that scene where they're sinking the song about trucking <laughs> into the abyss. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all the stuff they added to that movie was great, but that went on, like, for seven minutes. <laughs> and it just kills the momentum of the film. He might love that scene, and, you know, God bless him, because he did a lot of work on that movie that almost killed half the fucking crew. But, like, and I, I love it. You know, I do. But I hate that scene. <laughs> I hate that scene so fucking much. I mean, it's just uh, the. I don't. I, yeah. The the nicest part about about these two like rapping back and forth is you got a, a, a more of a sense of the character of who they are, than, even though they don't really mm-hmm. like do anything with it after you find out who they are. I know. Um, yeah. But like the, the talking back and forth between Keegan and and Perry is pretty nice. I think how's it go? Oh, so earlier when Perry was in the garage, he's like, uh, uh, uh Denton, uh, uh, why why do you think Tanner left the service? And like then just sends him off to go do some shit, and he's still like on this. Right. He's like. Keegan, why did you guys leave the service? And Keegan's like, what service is that? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, he's like, why did you leave the Air Force? He's yeah. like, what do you mean, Air Force? He's like, the service. He's like, 
what do you like whose service yeah. or whatever like he, he's just so dismissive about it. he's like what the fuck do you mean the world's yeah open. exactly <laughs> that's my argument i'm like yeah no like it's like why are you even clocking in the, yeah the two of them are living in like different re- the same reality but like different experiences of it and it's just i can't so imagine what that's like. <laughs> so crystallized. Yeah. <laughs> such a foreign concept oh, it's so like, accurate just, too because i 100 percent know that if this ever happens in real life you know besides the mini apocalypse we seem to have every fucking day uh this would happen in real life like just i'm like as but you know the rest of us would be like as soon as the checks are coming in we're not in the military anymore yeah oh this has been done in other films yeah and, and better well like the abyss yeah when fucking michael bean starts yeah. going on like crazy i mean it's incredible and it's a great performance by him in that you know like it's well, there, there's a few other ones where like somebody had to get slapped back into fucking like nah this is what we're doing you know kind of well like but on early light yeah yeah you same, know? same same vibe same fucking mm-hmm. thing happened like these two dudes on the plane like the one guy's like no nah, the base is still there everything's fine there's always somebody like because it's too big sometimes these things are just too big to get your brain around and the only way like maybe porn stash Perry can keep his shit together is just to stick with the fucking yeah, routine maybe. i get it yeah you know he's relatable in a lot of ways he's just boring yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh and they like wrap back and forth a little bit and and perry says like well how, what do you think would happen if if everybody wanted to quit the service and then perry gets a little philosophical and he's like oh People be dancing and they'd be singing. And he goes on a little bit. It's like making babies. And like, he's going <laughs> off into this like fantasy. And I think Perry's still thinking like, we're all just a bunch of dudes in this space. <laughs> well, you know, because they, we are four dudes in two big trucks. Well, of course they so would think. Is, you know, they... We're either going to have to get real cool about a lot of shit real fast. <laughs> I mean, or... hey, it's cool. Like, but you know, they still have bodily autonomy. Exactly, because at this point they're probably driving into what, like Arizona, and that's fucked up because Arizona will likely try to prohibit abortion. Mm-hmm. Turns out in 2022, Arizona enacted a 15-week ban, and the state has an enjoined pre-row ban on abortion. Mm-hmm. Medically unnecessary restrictions mm-hmm. make it difficult for people to access abortion care in that state. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yeah, one of those, <sighs> one of the trigger laws. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers. Uh, and at, at this point, Keegan is kind of done with Perry, and I think he says something like, "Man, wake me up when you want me to drive this mother." <laughs> He's the coolest <laughs> dude there. He's the smartest character. God damn it! I love He's Keegan. Incredible. Another note on Keegan: what, the minute I knew that I loved him, he's got an upside down American flag on his shirt. Yes. yes. <laughs> on his sleeve. Yes. Like a, it's him. an Air Force shirt. He's just got the upside down American flag sewn onto it. I was like, yeah, yeah okay. He's into American recordings. Uh, and and you know, uh, meanwhile, while this is going on, uh, uh, Tanner and Denton are getting all buddy-buddy. And I remember, you know, at the beginning of this, we've seen the scene in the elevator. I'm looking at him, and I was like, oh, man, Denton hates Tanner. And after fishing, yeah. watching this scene between the two of them talking, I'm like, Denton's secretly in love with Tanner, and he can't stand himself for it. Well, you know, it's been two <laughs> years, and they've probably explored each other <clears throat> in my um, fanfic version of this film. So, it, <laughs> you know. that would have been a better story than a love, you know, a forced love interest uh, right. with a, dog. with a lady. I mean, yep. anyways, Denton's mustache yeah. is tight, dude. Hell yeah. yeah, it's Hannibal, man. It's, it's Hannibal. Hannibal. It's there's no it's a younger Hannibal. Yeah. What's he say? I love it when a plan comes together. Yep. This is six <laughs> six years before plans start coming together for Denton's mustache. It's such a weird relationship they both have in this film. It's very strange. Well, that it's like Zero, you keep saying it. There's a lot of shit that was left on the cutting floor because I'm sure they had a lot more banter back and mm-hmm. forth. But instead, what we get is the landmaster rolling through the desert. 
you know, like <laughs> a lot of desert. And it's funny too, because like the sky is always doing the crazy shit always. And, um, but sometimes the film is being run through a certain filter. So it'll be like, everything is kind of like a purple tint or something. It's cool. and, and it's weird colors too. It's very cool because it's not typical. Mm. Like it doesn't look like any other fucking movie. You've yeah, seriously. Seen. Like it, it, I wish it appeared in more films that they like, I wish the dudes who did it were like, okay, this is, this is how you do this. You know, mm. yeah. so, this is a point. It kind of looks like a, a music video from the nineties. Mm, yeah. I can see like a, like a sound garden video. I bet you they filmed in the Mojave just mm-hmm. like they did. So it's not surprising Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Lord! Oh boy, does the soundtrack get like really synthy and shit? It's really fun. It's like it's like a, a typical sort of adventure action movie fanfare, and then like just this note comes on that's just this trippy synth that overlays the whole thing, and it's it's kind of yeah. like they want to get the straight laced people into the music, but they also want to keep it hip and new with yeah, the synth. Like they're not put cool. that mood sound in there. Yeah, yeah, like they weren't cool enough to get like Goblin to do it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> exactly. Right. So like they were oh, definitely man. like. Okay, we know these the Italian uh, horror movies exist, and you know those fucking soundtracks. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, we're not even going to do John Carpenter. What yep. we're going to do is we're going to hit this single note and then start tweaking knobs yep. and see what the fuck happens. And then we're going to cut the part we like and we're going to splice it into the movie because that's what so much of this is. Mm-hmm. God, yes. Oh man. Oh god. So then, oh, Fury Road has definitely taken a couple of things from this film, and this next part is absolutely one of them. There's this. The super tornado dust storm. That's right. God. Right. Uh, That's the first thing I fucking thought of where I'm like, no, Fury Road taught us this. You drive into the big ass storm. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If Tanner thought taught you nothing else, it's drive directly into the fucking series of twisters and dust storms going towards you. Except that it gets validated. Apparently, uh, there's a there's a super tornado at the intersection of Damnation Alley and Tornado Alley, and uh, <laughs> they handle that differently. Landmaster One and Landmaster Two handle that differently. By the book, Perry yes. says we're going to stop, we're going to dig in because that's what it says in the book. Radiation right. be damned. In mm-hmm. Tanner's Landmaster, Denton's taking a nap, so Tanner just <laughs> hits the gas and just like yeah, he's like leans into it. I, I wish that we were joking, oh but that's God. true. He was like straight up trying to take a nap, and the other guy's like, fuck it. It just goes right into it. <laughs> he just guns it. And and like the whole other time, it's it's like Perry and Keegan are talking to each other about like they're like, no, nah, it's like it's protocol. This is the safety of the safest. See, these like things are gonna come out and they, they dig into the fucking you know earth and stuff, and we're gonna be fine. And then when you see it at one point, there are these two like giant they would look like they'd be like in it. I don't even know where they would sit in the vehicle, no, no. like when they're not deployed, but it's like two inch, three inch fucking rebar like just shot out of the front of the thing. Yeah. Right. Which seems like it would make sense, sure. right? You know, that would probably work. And that thing's probably heavy enough that I don't I don't know what kind of winds would have to flip it. Because that's what they're trying to get across more than anything, is that the storm is bad to enough a... to flip over a ten ton fucking yeah. truck. You know what I mean? Or five, seven ton truck or whatever it is. And like it does. And here's the thing. <laughs> In the one that stops and anchors and follows protocol, it rolls. And Keegan is, well, he's got his seatbelt on. I don't. There's no harness. You have to understand. Like this, this is the one thing about the Landmaster that I would change. Is like I would, I would definitely have like a bucket seat and a harness, like a five point fucking harness on this. But because like you're just gonna bang your head on this giant steering wheel and shit, like it's just fucked up. And meanwhile, 
Perry, Port Stash Perry, standing there holding on to a pole. <laughs> and the thing rolls completely over. But before it's even 180, before it's upside down, like Perry's dead. <laughs> like he, he just like bangs his fucking head and he just breaks his head. Yeah. That's it. He's done. He's standing he's out behind of the, the seat, even though there's an open seat. He's standing behind the seat. And Keegan's mm-hmm. like, is this thing going to last? And Perry's like, oh, it's rated to take impacts of blah. <laughs> and he's dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He basically gets suplexed by the Landmaster. <laughs> like, it's just straight up fucks oh, him up. And, like, man. Dying like yeah, that. he gets hurt a little bit, too. But it's really terrible. So, like, now they're down one, right? It, like, it doesn't move. Like, Perry dies. And, uh, they, you know, <laughs> Keegan's sitting in this disabled vehicle. For, for, for whatever reason, it can't handle being rolled completely over. <laughs> but um, it's sitting there. It's all fucked up. It can't move or whatever. And so the other landmaster's looking for him and they can't see him for whatever reason. Cause the storm's over now. Perry wins or I'm sorry. Uh, Tanner wins. He, he's like, yeah, I did it. We made it through, but Hey, we can't get a hold of the other guy. And he's trying to reach him on radio. Nothing's happening. So, you know, pop a flare. You think that'd be a good idea? No, shoot a whole fucking missile. Yeah. They didn't have a flare gun. <laughs> yeah. Don't, you know, no flare guns on that entire goddamn thing. Like there's apparently two bunks in a shower in this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Oh, you don't have a flare gun. Nah, fire the fucking missile. No, he shoots a missile. Like almost at him. It almost hits the other vehicle. It's like right in front of us. Like, see where that came yeah. from. I'm like, and then he oh, is there any number of things that could have done that? You know, yeah, he somehow tracks it back to the source, like he was a predator. Yep. Totally. As, totally. As, can't as, find as the, can't find the other guys, but he can do that. No, oh, it's 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 fucking incredible. And then, like, so you know, they they confirm that Perry's dead, and they're ripping Keegan's like pant leg open. And he's like, I don't think it's broken, but it's broken or something. I don't know. It didn't make sense. Like their yeah. diagnosis was nonsense. He had like a laceration on his leg or something, <laughs> but they're like, oh, he didn't break it because he didn't break it. Basically. Like <laughs> he's like, oh, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, the whole nine yards and uh fucking Denton walks away and Tanner, like you say here, he tries to turn this into an, I told you so. And it's like, no, 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 no. You got lucky. Literally lucky. That's even, they even say you got lucky, mm. you know, it's fucking that's a real weird emotional moment that doesn't land anywhere at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No like it happens and I'm like, no lesson learned. What? Yep. No, no, it's, it's fucking nuts. And, and now we get to. <laughs> yeah. Now we go to Nevada and, uh, I, you know, Nevada abortion will remain legal in Nevada. Yes. It's uh, in 1990, Nevada voters passed a referendum safeguarding the state's law legalizing abortion. So you have bodily autonomy in um, a place that needs water and will steal all of your money if you let it. So cool. cool. Yep. Um, I mean, shout out to Nevada. Yeah, at least there's that, you know, like they, you get an abortion, which is good. Uh, you could go to the irradiated circus circus. <laughs> which oh yeah oh i love when they come up on vegas too because it's a beautiful map it really <laughs> is actually it, really there's <laughs> they spent a minute on that this is a fan and, and it's i'm sorry go ahead it somehow depicts circus circus like it's the biggest casino in the town <laughs> it's insane it's like oh and it's my like God, the it's only so one large. that survived. That's the other thing. It's all wasteland yeah. except the circus circus. Which is also right. the most depressing thing. Yes. It's the most depressing yep. casino. Yep. Yes. Yes. Unless you're on like amyl nitrates or whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> Unless you're on S. Thompson, the circus circus is the yeah. most depressing uh, place. Ether. 
Yeah, that's when they got to the ether. That's right, ether. Yeah, Mm. which is true. I think ether could help you through the surface, Uh, surface, honestly. Indeed. I mean, it just, but that matte painting is so fucking solid. Yeah. It's great. And then uh, it's it's really weird because they're walking around and in any other movie in these conditions, there would be like a gang of toughs Mm -hmm. or zombies or whatever. Like characters who actually show up even later in this movie should be here. And they notice like they're just looking around and they start joking and hey, you want to play some blackjack? And like Keegan throws down some cards with Tanner and they're kind of having a laugh and Tanner notices that somebody left their earnings. Guess they were in a rush, he says. Yeah, it's nuclear fucking annihilation. (laughs) Oh, one more pull, you know? And there will be people like that. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) So he he grabs all this shit. He gets all these coins and he gives some to fucking Denton. And Denton's still being like harumph. (laughs) But they start... They have basically what I wrote down as a pointless roulette orgy. And um, (laughs) because this, and what the craziest thing about this scene is that it's a lot of close up shots of just like the arm being pulled and the shit dropping and like the the tumbler going. It goes on for a while. It goes on for a really long time. But slowly in the background of the audio is the sound of what a crowded casino would sound like. Yeah. It's spooky. And it slowly builds and builds and builds and builds right up until. Um, Janice shows up. It stops the second she shows up. It's like party's over. Yeah, she screams like cause... she breaks the illusion. Yeah, she's so happy to see. Yeah, them. and it's really weird too because she goes up and hugs Denton, and like Tanner's like, "Oh, or you know her." Yeah, you know, like yeah. The way they delivered that line, it's almost like, does he? Yeah, <laughs> right. She runs I'm down not, the stairs like... in this like silk bathrobe, and, like the hair all yeah. messed up, and she's like. Yeah. Kind of like laugh screaming like a crazy woman. Yeah. And uh, makeup done, no fucking scars, no radiation burns, like uh-huh. plump, you know, like she's eaten. You know what I mean? Like she's not starving or anything like that. Completely just surviving in a fucking casino. The only a person left in Vegas. Casino that's, yeah, that's like half full of sand and like <laughs> nothing else. Cause yeah, and we know the slot machines still are powered and work. You know, it's how much water like, they've got around would... down there. So. <laughs> had more respect for this if like you know i'd be crazy if i had to survive in a cir- in the service circus after an apocalypse <laughs> yeah why didn't she go to another casino a- anyways like literally i, do I, I do I did enjoy that little that bit with like all the, the din rising as they were yeah mindlessly they did like, they did a yeah. good job mm-hmm. uh, it's very that very shining cool it's uh shining or um uh, the other parallel that scene in uh in omega man where charlton heston hears all the phones ringing and he has to scream yeah. in the middle of the street there was no phone ring yeah. Mm-hmm. He's losing your fucking mind. Oh shit! Oh fuck! I do that anyway. <laughs> uh, so, Sometimes on the bus. So yeah. You know. So yeah, the the lady uh, runs down the stairs, hugs Denton, gives Keegan a big old hug, and then she sees Tanner and gives him this like demure handshake. I thought was like yeah. weird. But, yeah. But he was also, but he Tanner's also being like really weird about it. He's like, you're doing just like he's encouraging her, but like yeah. a, a really. I don't know. Kind of creepy. Like, you're doing great here. Yeah, you hug, you know, like, yeah. don't stop yeah. now. I want a hug too. And she's like, yeah, you're getting a handshake. Yeah. 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 yeah I only yeah. hug guys that don't ask for it. You piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. That's how it is. Sometimes. Uh, and, and you know, it's weird because like, yeah, this is like some weird trope because it, you get this impression that, okay, so they're going to fall in love with her because you know, She's beautiful. She's French. 
And it's a road trip this movie. Happens. Road she's trip. right. It happens in she's all. She's not irradiated. Yeah. yeah. But then you find out that like what her her gig was is that she was a songwriter who came to Vegas specifically to try to get famous people like Frank Sinatra her songs to sing so that she could become famous, which is the most writing that has been done in this entire movie. <laughs> Like it's a whole thing, and she sells it. You yeah. know, like her whole little monologue here is just wonderful. She's such a good it's actress. Like, oh, it's like, what are oh, you doing? Man, she's squandered here. Yeah, yeah, utterly squandered here. She's got so much fucking just chops, uh, and the material she's given <laughs> is like, here's a here's a uh, I don't know, here's a radish, and I don't know, a small Allen wrench, and a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> Now, sell me on something, you know, like it's and she could do it. She could do it. She totally went yard with this. It was pretty great. But um, so, uh, so this is pointless. So they're meeting with her up, up in her, like, I guess her, her chambers that she's taken in the uh, casino. And you kind of find out that, uh, you know, the there's a guy at the casino who said that he could hook her up with the, the stars. So she decides she's going to mm-hmm. have sex with them in the bunker underneath the, the fallout shelter underneath this casino. And it just so happens that they timed it just right. So that they uh, got, were down in the bunker when the bombs fell. So it was only the two mm-hmm. of them surviving in all of Las Vegas. Somehow. Oh, <laughs> somehow. Sure. Somehow. Right. Like nobody else was, was underground at the time. Right. And then they're like, well, what happened to him? <laughs> and this is where she gets a little weird. They're like, oh, so what happened to him? And she says, oh, Alex, he was very unlucky. Uh, yes, he had a heart attack. Uh, it was horrible. But anyhow, yeah, he uh, had food poisoning, so that's how he ended up in the bottom of the elevator shaft. It's just really right. like okay. he fell down the steps, but you know, it was like he ate a lot of bananas and left the fuel. <laughs> I, to- like, I, mean, I totally just... didn't eat him. And they're just like, yeah, totally. Yep. I, have, okay. I don't have like jerky made of him in the cooler. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> and they're just like, good enough for me. We won't ask too many more questions about that. Because yeah, you want to come yeah. along on our fucking special tank truck. <laughs> And then Denton gets like kind of weird again and, and bossy. And he's like, tells this lady who's obviously been experienced some kind of trauma. Oh, yeah. you won't need all those clothes. She's in a bathrobe <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah, what it's, the fuck? That was stupid. What the Not fuck the best doing? thing like, to tell a lady in that situation. No. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not raiders. Um, no, no. No. So they they do. They all they all get together. They, they load up in the... They load up in the fucking land. Very band of psychopaths. <laughs> it's that, just... that, that explains why she, you know she would like run at them instead of like not be freaked out by mm-hmm. three strange men in yeah, seriously. the casino lobby. She's done some shit like, out of nowhere. She's she's seen some shit. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. This is like an alternate no, no. reality. She, she knows how to. She she could totally like skin a skin a human. You know, like it's <laughs> not probably. Oh. Not, like, here's what would happen. Yeah, now she's in a group of three fucking giant hunks of protein. And here's what happens. <laughs> she knows that they're going to protect her. She's just going to bide her time until one of these three dipshits gets killed. And then she's going to introduce the idea. Why should we leave this meat to go to waste? <laughs> <laughs> and then that's like, that's this it. Is, then like, d- she controls not it. only is this a different movie, it's also a better movie. And she gets a role that's <laughs> befitting of her talents. Yeah, it would have been phenomenal if she Absolutely. just ended up being this kind of like fucking just a survivor, yeah. man. Like, and she just the case got the taste for, for long, long pork. Mm. Yep. There. <laughs> oh, and so they're driving now to Salt Lake City. Yeah, which is in the, the state figure, of Utah. Utah. Yeah, 
which uh, argues it can enforce its trigger and uh, ban to prohibit abortion entirely at the moment. Um, and on the road to Salt Lake City, a chair appears behind the second driver's seat. <laughs> Did you notice that? Did you fucking notice that? Because that's what Janice well, is sitting I... on. Huh. And then later, Denton is sitting on it. And I'm like, where the fuck did that uh, come from? So the other guy was just a dumbass, is what you're saying. <laughs> but they're not there later. <laughs> like, what? It looks like they're like, plug-in or collapsible or something like that, but you never fucking see well, it. What happened was and... the blocking in the script said stands behind chair, but that's out of frame. So they got him a oh, stool man. to film it. I guess. It's... I'm guessing. I didn't read that. that... But... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, no, that's... Pure conjecture, but I mean, it's it's a really weird moment when you mean you could have four seats in this fucking thing, and <laughs> Pornstash Perry is dead because of it. You know, like, yep. Oh man, it's because that's the thing. There's only two seats. There's two driver seats. There's no passenger seats. There's just bunks in the back. Yeah. There's no straps on the bunks. So, like, probably not the best place to go if this thing is doing what it does. And like I said, the way it moves isn't just up and down. It's not like you're getting hit with shocks. It's twisting, and it's fucking bonkers man what a piece of engineering i'm still in awe of this truck right. like it what a piece of work <laughs> oh god yeah but, so but we uh, get to uh, how's the gas mileage hey oh, it's the best line <laughs> oh shit yeah that was this whole conversation <laughs> that's, that's perry back in the uh, bonding perry time uh yeah. keegan just shuts him down keegan just shuts him down he says oh it can uh it can traverse a 60 degree angle it can go on anything it can Sixty mile an hour top Definitely speed. not foreshadowing, but it can uh, survive half full of water. Uh, yeah, says all these great salesman things, and then Keegan's just like, "How's it do on gas mileage?" Which three years after the gas crisis is a fucking hilarious joke. Oh, I'm sure the <laughs> like, people who went to see it, it that would have been the moment that laughing killed. their asses yeah. off in the theater. Oh yeah. I mean, it's uh, uh, it's like people talking about buying, a, like getting a mortgage today. You know, it's just like hardy har. You know, like right on. Okay, thumbs up. To, to that point, they're stopping in Salt Lake City to get gas. One of like I counted on like three stops for gas where they just didn't actually get the gas. But don't worry about right. that. Yeah, not, this thing is never going to run. It's only driven fucking two thousand miles at this point. It's yeah, fine. you know the stupidest thing is that they really wanted to make a few trips. They could have just said it runs on nuclear. You know, right? That sure. nuclear. Right. They could have literally said yeah, anything. It doesn't show exhaust. You never see fucking smoke coming out of this thing. Yeah. Like you never ever see like big clouds no. of fucking coal rolling motherfuckers going on. It's crazy. They could have literally said anything. Like this- they could have said it was like, yeah, it's biofuel with pee in the engine. You know, like it could have been anything. <laughs> Just in the radio. Yeah. Mr. Fusion. You know? uh, Mr. Fusion. And I like your note here. Uh, so much senselessness in this segment. So much. My figures are getting tired, man. I couldn't. I have notes on it, but I wasn't going to type it all up. <laughs> oh, no, no, same. Because it's dumb. And it, yeah, no. I, I will say, however, and, and we talked about this. This is one of the scenes that stayed with me over the years. Uh, yes. So like a horrified child. Uh huh. Yep. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And and the, what we had to lose because of it was awful. And I'm still mad about it. Um. They they roll into Salt Lake City for fuel. <sighs> and the first thing Tanner does is fuck off on the motorcycle. Yep. Immediately. And, and this, is a, this is another uh, moralistic part where Tanner pulls his motorcycle around the side and he says, well, we're going shopping. And uh, yeah. first of all, uh, uh, Janice gets on his motorbike and I'm like, lady, this guy does not have a good history with people on the back of his motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're going shopping. And Dan's like, yeah, what's the crowbar for? <laughs> He's like... He's like 
Yeah, you need. A, I need a credit card to go shopping. You know, like <laughs> oh, and, larceny. So he just, yeah, totally like well, look around. You know, the fuck he's right. Yeah. You know, like he was right about driving through the fucking tornado, super mega st- storm. You know, like, meanwhile Harry's like walking over the gas pump, but he pulls off the handle, but there's no hose attached. So like, what? What's the point? <laughs> are you are you using your eyes? Yeah, it's like, no. oh, darn. like yeah, yeah. Like I have to confirm. Maybe it's an invisible. Yeah, yeah. yeah like... Very, very forced. There's no rubber oh, yeah. here. Also, I'm looking at the tires, and all the tires are not there. It's like they really just like put your face in it for this for this next part that's coming up. And like uh, um, Keegan's the one smart guy who's like, hmm, looks like uh, they would find a they find a car with a bunch of like bleach white bones in there and not really bleach white bones but plastic bones like in standing in the corner of your biology class yes 100 percent. you could buy these at home depot in august and, uh, <laughs> yes. like that's straight and up. keegan's like i don't know they haven't been here that long they just look way too clean and, and- yes yes yeah. he's right and they ate, like what they ate all like the leather leather up the seats. Yes, there's no leather on the seats. There's no flesh on the bodies. There's no rubber because it ate them. The, actually, the entire city, besides the dust, is remarkably clean for some reason. <laughs> it's insanely yeah. clean. Like there's like somewhat like a streets like a, a fucking giant Roomba comes through. Yeah. <laughs> like it's really really. There's no weird. trash. Mm. Oh. Yeah, no. It, so they're, they're hammering her home. No organic matter. And then um, one of our first little uh um. Killer cockroaches appears. Uh, they're they're sticking their hand down in the floor to get the gas spigot out, and uh, one of these giant Madagascar cockroaches that they they had for the for the close up scenes. They're not. Uh, yeah, no, they're ridiculous. Uh, crawls no, out, this is... and it's freaky as hell. And Keegan goes to smash it, and it does nothing. And that's like really a moment yes. that you have to kind of pay attention because that kind of s- sets up the the you... implicit horror. He's trying to oh, smash yeah. this cockroach, and it's just not dying. And of course, he confirms, <laughs> the audio is that he's he confirms <laughs> the audio that he stops saying, twice. Armor-plated cockroaches. Yeah. I'll be damned. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a that that was the moment that set up one of the most terrifying moments of my childhood. This is up there <laughs> with like Secret and Nim, Bambi's mom dying, the fox and the hound. Somehow, yeah. Uh, I, the end of the black hole. Now, I concur. Even now, this was like not fun to watch. It's intense. No. Like honestly, as bad no, as like, this film it's is, like the worst scene in the film. It's stupid. It's stupid as fuck, and yet horrifying. Yes, it is. It's almost like that moment in Mulholland Drive where the guy at the diner takes the guy around the back of the diner to see the scary guy. Yeah. Like it, it this is that moment where it's just like none of this yeah. is adding up. And because here's the other thing, Tanner's he's tear assing through town with Janice on the back of his dirt bike. Okay. All these empty streets. He's just tear assing through town. And what does he do? He drives the bike directly into a clothing department store. Like yeah. mm-hmm. if you're gonna go to a store in the apocalypse. And you have clothes, maybe go to the grocery store. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm fucked up. Maybe I'm fucked up. I'd rather have cans of beans than like a wig. It's or, or whatever. It's definitely the fuck implied that for. they're going for some luxury goods. Yeah, you it's know, like they're a not date like almost for some reason looking for yeah. survival stuff. They got food back in the truck, but this is going to be a little uh, capitalistic indulgence here. We're we're going to go to the department store and for some reason it, drive the dirt bike up into the lot. It would have been a better plot oh, yeah. too, and it would have built the tension if they did go to a grocery store and found out everything. Something had gotten through the cans and ate everything. Yeah, it, 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 they really could right. have explored it and done it better. They just yes. show like all the mannequins have no clothes on them, and again, you have to put together eventually that oh, it's the organic matter that's all gone. I guess mm-hmm. I, get, I didn't get that. It did not come through. <laughs> 
at all. Yeah. It's, they didn't do it well. Right. Didn't do, do I think it. I probably had to watch it two or three times before I put all that together. Yep, and then I was also yep. thinking, yeah. like, how organic are fucking car tires? Uh, right. Yeah. Well, or, yeah. Like at yeah, this so. stage? Well, they're cockroaches right. and they're like mega they cockroaches. Are, they are mutated. organic, but. Yeah. Good points. Okay. Mutated cockroaches. Sure. Uh, but okay. that's, just, that's also supposed away. to set up like the, the danger for the landmaster because, you know, the landmaster tires right. could, could be like these tires. Again, it didn't put that together that for a while. Too. Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh, so the, the, uh, the big oh, baddie yeah. is so uh, they... swarm horror. It's swarm horror. It's swarms of cockroaches. Excuse me. An intrusion of cockroaches. I looked it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Well Thanks. done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, That little... Okay, so they're, they're at this gas station. The Landmaster is next to this panel. They open it up. And this confused me the second time I watched it. Because the first time I watched it, I thought they were trying to stick the hose down to yeah. get the, the shit. Um nope it it, it turns out there's a whole ton of them in there and um he says is it a restaurant down there (laughs) and i'm like wait a minute are you going into a grease trap that's what i thought (laughs) that's actually what i thought because like i I kind of remember that from back in the day, like in a couple of restaurants I worked at, like we had a panel. Like yeah, it looks around. like a grease trap. Like, actually, actually, now you've confused me. It would have been better if you had said nothing. The, <laughs> because like I was fine with what you were showing me. The Landmaster <laughs> alternate power source is chicken grease. Apparently. Clearly. Yeah, you can oh. run on all kinds of shit. You could use parts from trucks to fix it, blah, 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 and all this other shit. But anyway, so yeah, Tanner and, and Janice are realizing that there's a cockroach nightmare going on at Gregory's. And, and for some um, reason, Tanner decides to escape them by driving the bike up the stairs. Upstairs. Upstairs. He goes up the escalator stairs or whatever the fuck yeah. is there. And he takes like a door off its hinges or whatever and lays it down as a ramp while <laughs> Keegan is being covered in roaches. And he's yeah. like trying to pull them yeah. off and they won't come off easily. And he's, he decides. And I had to really think about this. <laughs> yep. You have this great note that says Perry being all smart until he's done. <laughs> he runs to a car. And he gets into the car. And I'm, it doesn't make sense because it's like, it's not going to save you. But maybe what he was thinking was that he's containing the ones that are on him. So it doesn't get worse. Okay, instead of running into the Landmaster. Okay, I'll I'll give him credit for that. But but they made it really dumb because he runs to the same car that they found the skeletonized bones in and hops in because it worked so well for the last occupant. (laughs) Yeah. It was yeah no it's a really dumb movie maybe that's what they did with their landmaster and and, <laughs> maybe. and 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 I'll say too to, to your point of, of horrifying you as a child so just just before this I guess I'd watched the movie Piranha which mm-hmm. like put me off swimming pools for months as a kid mm-hmm. and uh, it, there doesn't even I don't think any swimming pools in the movie but I was like water piranhas they can turn you into skeleton forget it and um, <laughs> and seeing this I was like holy shit there's stuff on land that can do that to you too. <laughs> It would have been more terrifying oh, yeah. if there was like the American, like the more local American breeds of cockroaches, because the ones they used are actually like they don't give a shit about anything, you know. Like, yeah, they they didn't seem yeah they're pretty chill. overly aggressive, like, uh, but they they yeah. kept doing these like close cuts of them, so it's almost like you're thinking like are they gonna are they gonna be like giant like you know gargantuan cockroaches because that's what they did with the scorpions yeah. earlier you know like it's but uh no it's a look at, they don't deliver no what that. they did was they stitched a bunch of fake ones yeah. to like rugs and pulled them across the ground to make it look like the swarm was coming towards you yeah <laughs> it looks really bad yeah. it looks super bad yeah no it's, it's yeah. not great it's almost endearing how bad it is it's like literally <laughs> the, 
the 14 year old who wrote the script also did some of the effects <laughs> you know like uh, you know b b plus buddy good job you know like so mm. Ke- keegan's in the in the car being skeletonized by cockroaches he can't get him off his body denton comes to like take a look i guess <laughs> well, first yeah. he gets back yeah. into the landmaster drives it 10 feet then gets back out and decides that somehow a halon fire extinguisher is going to protect him <laughs> from the cockroach threat <laughs> Fires it up all the way to the car, gets to the car, and he's like, one look inside, like, I tried. <laughs> he's like, I'm just doing yeah, this for my own conscience. The face, Leaves. the face that he makes, it's just like, it's mild disgust at that yeah. not outright mm-hmm. horror that this person yeah. you have been traveling with is... Well, yep, he's yeah. dead. Like, anyway. Yeah. It's like a combination of, ew, gross, more rations. <laughs> yeah. You know, like... Oh, I think I wrote for my note... The face that he made is just a well. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> totally. My only note for that mo- moment there was fire extinguisher. Yes. <laughs> that's that's it. That's, that's what um, would keep away had, armored cockroaches. It, it, it was yeah. at this point in the movie too that I noticed there had been a shit ton of cigarette burns in this film. Hmm. And normally, like you learn from, say, like Fight Club or just filmmaking in general. Usually it's between scenes. You know what I mean? It's not between cuts. And there were so many between cuts. Like they're coming into South Salt Lake City. There's one. And then you see like they're in the desert. And then one pops and they cut to the the fucking landmasters in Salt Lake City. And it just the the camera's stationary and just like Mm -hmm. panning. And then there's another cigarette burn. And then it's like another. You can see how like they assembled this. Yeah, they took some scissors to that film. It languished was... in post-production for almost a year while they're trying to figure out, you know, yeah. how to make it do the Star Wars thing. I gave it to yeah. different people to work on because the original director was already working on other projects. Yeah, yeah. It's just like really, it's like That's... an orphan stepchild of 21st Century Fox. Mm-hmm. You look at it and you're just, you get astonished that anything gets made at all. <laughs> Well, I mean, I love movies like this too because they really help with like my imposter syndrome. Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, they're really great for that. They're also entertaining. It's like, eh, I get my turn. Yeah, like, <laughs> like eh, it'll happen. Oh man. Uh, so, so, oh yeah, Tanner and Jen are stuck, right? Too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That was just about to lead into that because it's like, remember, in the desert, real woman on bike is mannequin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and remember, go ahead, do it, say the stuff. <laughs> They're like on the bike. They're trapped. Fucking Tanner lays down, lays down the door at like a ramp. Out Just the leaves her there, and he's gonna like... do this. Well, no, no, she's, no, on, she's the on the back. But well, the back. at first you don't know because he does something weird. He's like, he stops the bike, and then he's like, "Go watch the stairs for me." I'm like, yes. he's gonna leave her ass right? here. Yep. He's gonna jump that fucking. He took. He calculated the weight. So he really calculated the angle, right. and he says, "Go yeah. watch the stairs," and he's gonna be gone. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But no, not actually. No, no. So they, they start coming up the steps. She gets on. And in the department store jump, Mannequin is on the bike. Mannequin and blue screen. Yes. Yes. Big time. Like, really composited together. Like, it's it's, it's glaring. It's one of those things where you see it and you're just like, wow, that's bad. And um, <laughs> when he spills, like, he lands on the top of a parking deck. And when he spills the bike, um, and I, I love everything that happens here in the next, like, 15 seconds more than anything. 
he spills the bike and it's clearly a mannequin that's like bolted to the back yeah. of the bike. Like it's, <laughs> it's uncanny. It's literally the opposite of the earlier scene. Yep. You know? And um, they can't even he manages fail to make continuity. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, doesn't the mannequin oh like eat God. it? Like it doesn't look good. Yeah. No, it doesn't look good. It bangs its head yeah. on the car. Like it's, it's a hit. She would have been dead. If that were Janet's, like no helmets. This is the 70s. What the she fuck? You know what I mean? Like nothing. Yeah. There's none of these fancy like fucking race pad, you know, big Akira jacket shits we got now. It's all like literally like I, I remember the one time I, like, I was really young. I got on my uncle's fucking motorcycle and he was like shirtless. <laughs> That's it. Know? That's the thing I know it had for the end of the movie. Where the, again, a motorcycle scene at the end of the movie. Shocker. And yeah. uh, and the yeah. kid's got yeah, no yeah, shirt yeah. on. Like, Put a shirt on that goddamn kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just not, uh, not to not to have a spoiler there. Yeah. But I, like, okay, so like Tanner gets on the fucking radio to Denton. He's like, I'm on the top deck of the parking deck. He says, uh, he says like, we're in the parking garage right by Gregory's. And he's like, I'm, I'll be right there. I'm like, oh, you used to live in Salt Lake? You, you know right where Gregory's is, huh? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, are you going to use your Texas Instrument GPS? <laughs> yeah, that's like, what, what it is. is. Oh, fuck. And, you got a speaking spell in there that'll get you where you need to go? Like, what the fuck? And Denton delivers pro- probably the most memorable line of the movie. This town is infested with killer cockroaches. I repeat, killer cockroaches. <laughs> amazing. I need to sample that. Somebody does. Uh, all the, oh, man. God. Someone has. There's all the no anti-abortion way. advocates too- just turned into fucking flesh-eating cockroaches. And that's like <laughs> uh-huh. what it fucking is. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because next thing you know, we find ourselves in uh, this meteor crater, which like apparently is in you know it's, it's in montana. montana it's not exactly a hop skip and a jump from salt lake city no no it's almost like you decided to make a sawtooth you know like in your path you went you're going straight and then you go straight and north. nothing weird happened at all during that time no the, o- no. the only way and that also, it makes sense I, I wrote this in my notes the only way it makes sense is if meteor crater is supposed to be like the smoking ruin that was chicago or st louis or something yeah you know? right mm-hmm. yeah but like they're filming in montana and it turns out, like, abortion will remain legal in Montana as long as the state constitution is not a That's good. I mean, if, I if it, it was Chicago, that... Now, oh, go ahead. Well, although the state enacted a number of restrictive abortion laws in 2021, mm. all are temporarily enjoined. So they ain't happening by court order. Mm. The state's highest court recognized uh, procreative autonomy under the Montana constitution, which is fucking important, uh, protecting the right to abortion. So it's enshrined. That's good. Um, unlike a lot of fucking places like the country. Yep. I mean, if it, if if that <clears throat> giant ass crater was Chicago and this was Illinois, it uh, is abortion would be legal and recognized by the uh, state supreme court. Yeah. So, yep. It's fucking so that crater has you know has the right idea. <laughs> yeah, and it has and it has a it has a boy. It's got a boy, man. Oh yeah. So this is yeah. uh this is where we introduce Bill. This is where they find the obligatory feral boy of the post epoch. Mm-hmm. Uh, saga yep i think this this might be where the trope he's starts. the only actor <laughs> he's literally like no yeah it's, it's as far as stuff given to do by the script and performance goes young uh uh um, um jackie earl haley takes the fucking award for this film yeah yes a period <laughs> him and maybe a couple of uh, people with bit parts <laughs> at the very beginning it's 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 so forced though because they're like they're driving by and there's a shack and apparently Tanner just like spots this kid out of the corner of his eye, and they 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 stop the the landmaster, and then well, he's always squinting. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, a cre- creepy kid's creeping. He's creeping around the back, and Tanner just pops the hatch, and he's like, "Hey, kid, 
come on out. We ain't going to hurt you. To which Billy just responds with a freaking fastball rock <laughs> to his chest. And this is like an orange sized yeah. rock. It's not like he's a pebble. Alive. Like he's not easily. He's throwing it. And he hits him right in the fucking sternum. Like just straight up right in the numbers. But does Tanner learn? Nah, nope. he stays there and gets pelted a second time. Kid's got the right Same idea, spot. though. Like, come on. <laughs> I can see why this kid was going to be at the Bad News Bears. That's all. He's got a hell of a fucking... And, 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 you know, like, the, the thing, too, is, like, as they're approaching this, this, this like, a fucking beat-up house or whatever, Billy po- 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 pokes his head up. But even so, from the inside of the Landmaster, which is by now covered with so much fucking dust and bullshit, how do they even see him? It didn't have the best visibility to begin with. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like how the windows aren't really like they're big, but they're at such an angle that you really don't get a lot of clearance. They might as well be like gun slits on an old World War One tank. It's an armored like vehicle, right? It's it's not an opposite. It has, it has like no fucking like periscope or telescope or anything on it. It's all just guns and armor. <laughs> it's, it's really strange. That kid would have been a fucking speck. It's almost entirely impractical for most of what they've done so far. The only missile yeah. that has been fired so far. Oh, I take my I take that back. Okay, so the first missile was a flare. So like, hey, find me. The second thing they did was they fired the bazookas in Salt Lake City to get out of that park. Oh, yeah, we didn't get him out of there, did we? Yeah, the mortar. Uh, It was just so improbable. It was just so improbable. Yeah, he hit the button that literally just said mortar and just blew the fuck out of the wall. (laughs) They definitely focused on what the button does in the shot. Mm -hmm. Um, To to let you know. But but also, we we forgot to mention that Tanner Janice are covered in them on their feet when they roll into the thing. Not only do they they have have them all over their feet, but they also decide we're going to drive down to the basement of the parking garage to get out. Sure, because that's not where roaches come from. <laughs> yeah, they all got penthouse apartments and shit. They're hanging out in the corners. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? They know where the spots are. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they made it out, and uh, they find Billy. <laughs> yep, they find Billy, and um, we get to watch uh, Jan Michael Vincent ride around on his motorcycle. Oh, hold on, to hold on, him. because we have to talk yeah. about like. All right, so he pelts the the dumbass with rocks twice, which is appropriate, mm-hmm, you know, because you know mm-hmm. it's apocalypse. You're not going to trust some long haired freak coming out of a fucking battle tank. And mm-hmm. until he's he, he he arms himself with another one, and you know that one's to kill. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yeah. in his eyes. Yeah, no. you can see it. And yeah. then and then she comes out, the mother figure. Yeah, and he decides yeah. against it. <laughs> Oh, he loses it's it when he sees a woman that's not property come out uh, on her own two feet. <laughs> exactly. You know? like, right. I haven't seen yes. this since Ma got killed. Yeah. And then right. they have to chase him because the kid's still like, nah. Yeah, and then he chases him down with a dirt bike. Him. That's that. That's yeah. not the best way to find a kid. No, that's bad. a terrible right. way. The kid starts running, but like his first impression wasn't great either. He's like, come on out, kid. We ain't going to hurt you. Yeah, it's two years after the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. That's what the last guy said. That's what the last guy yeah, said. Right. He ate mom. Yeah. Like... <laughs> right. And then I ate him. It was weird. Uh, <laughs> and it was at this moment too, like when they finally catch him and they sit him down and they have they're, they're having dinner, you know, like an eating and stuff this like that. This is the thing we were talking about earlier. Was just he's shoveling the food, and I was like, Rorschach, it's fucking Rorschach. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I really. It, it was that moment, like after he talked and they had a little bit of like personality, like he has to drive later on stuff like that. Where I'm just like, man, I really wish Perry could have met Billy. <laughs> or I'm sorry, not Perry. Keegan. Well. Perry, but Keegan, Keegan and Billy would have had Keegan and, and Perry. Yeah, they would have. Keegan and Billy would have been great, and Perry. That's how Perry could have bonded. You know what I mean? Like, just like through this kid, be like, no, he's a good kid. You know, like he's been through some shit, man. Like that kind of could stuff could have been done better. Yeah, uh, th- this scene though, seriously, like 
you can tell he is acting. He is bringing it. And I think yeah. like this is why this scene is why I say he's the best acting performance in the whole movie. He's talking about how his parents were killed, and he's like halting. They're asking about what happened, kid. What happened? No, what he says. Denton says, um, "What have you been doing?" He's like, "Just been on the move." And he said, "Why?" He says, uh, uh, "Ain't no point in sitting still." And he says that yeah. like after after what they'd done to Ma, me and Pa just kept moving. And it's like, mm, yeah. okay. And then they're like, what happened to your dad? And like, he pauses for a second. He's like, am I going to open up to these guys? Fuck it, I'll tell him. Fell down a cliff, yeah. broke both legs. And then what did you do? Mm -hmm. And again, a pause. He's like, stayed with him till he died. Just like matter of yeah. fact. Yep. Yeah. And we learn later. Been through yeah, it. We, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's fucking yeah. heavy. It, <laughs> it's really like way too good for yeah, the movie. Yes, it really that's, is. That's, it's the most emotion we've fucking moment. seen yet in like how many fucking people uh, have died so far. Like, right, it's real yeah we learn later he's a cold stone oh. he's a cold killer but we'll yeah. <laughs> oh he, he well we were about to find out but you know janice was like nah dude don't do it you know like so <sighs> shaving and driving <laughs> <laughs> yeah then they're on the road again you know rolling 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 and they have this obligatory uh 70s scene of a guy who's shaving and driving while there's like three other people that could be driving but he's still like i just i can't take the time out to shave any other yeah. time i gotta get it now it's it i'm on my grind it's, so, it's the <laughs> most disgusting thing it definitely establishes a weird personality trait in this character and like it's yeah. you guys were telling me that was like a you thing don't understand for a while too it's it's a trope like it's so common it, it, it's not always driving it's always like i'm in the middle of doing something but i don't have time to stop and i need to be presentable for some fucking reason <laughs> it's you're not gonna be presentable dumb. with like a bunch of fucking hair trimmings on <laughs> that's the first yeah. thing i said is like, that's a good way to lose a mustache man like <laughs> yeah and you'll notice too later in the movie it's a little shorter on the side like <laughs> you're like oh, i gotta even it out oh, i gotta even it out oh, i gotta even it out you know oh, I'm just, you... yeah that's what it is that's what happened to me like like i say full disclosure a couple like months ago i totally picked my entire face and head i just took it down to the boards mm -hmm. and it was because I was trying to do something with my facial hair and it didn't work. <laughs> my Red Dead Redemption character too has the, the the thing I was trying to do. You know what I mean? And it, it's like it. You know, I was like, I, I want to look like that for for a while. I think that'd be funny. Who am I going to see? I'm not giving yeah. a seminar anywhere. It gives a fuck. Now's I'm the time just to in do my it. house. Yeah. Exactly. Have fun with it. You know. But that in the Mohawk didn't work out, so I just went back to to Rogan. It. Ground zero. Yeah. I get it, man. I get it. I get the I get the tension of that. I understand that, but I would never do it. Once. <laughs> he doesn't have a mirror. What's he fucking looking into? You know what I mean? He's just like, things probably not even on. They just added the sound. I don't know. Probably it's, everything about that. It's we yeah, it's a weird. It's weirdly disgusting. It's a strange fucking scene. The it does nothing for the film. It's just there. And right. it was it was like a more of a road montage because there's like a scene with yeah. uh, uh, Tanner yeah, sleeping like in the bunk with his shirt off. The there's bunk. a scene with Janice kind of right. in the shower, just enjoying the shower. Well, it brings me back yeah. to another point. Another like Denton putting his foot in his mouth back in uh, at one of these uh, scenes on the road where he says a weird comment like, "I've done the calculations and we have enough water for us to have one shower a week, mm -hmm. whether we mm -hmm. need it or not." And he's like looking at Janice, and it's like, "What the?" fuck are you saying yeah, it's weird his mustache like, moved up and down you know bad, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? so it's just like another one of those <laughs> like road, road scenes where the, you know you got tanner sleeping with his shirt off thank you ladies um yeah uh janice yeah, is taking yeah, a yeah. shower and denton is driving and shaving 
Driving and Shaving. That's the name of my new country band. <laughs> I can't believe it doesn't exist already. Uh, there was a oh, there was something else too. Like there was speaking of jokes that didn't land. There was one in Salt Lake where Denton says something to um, Keegan, and I can't fucking remember what it was now. I wanted to write it down, and I just didn't because I'm lazy. But like um, it. Oh, what the fuck did he say? Uh, it's I think I remember what we talked about. I'm reading my notes now because there was there's a bunch of them that like should they put a laugh? It was right before. It was the it was the first roach. Like he steps on it and it like keeps crawling away and he says something to fucking Keegan and it's just like oh it's armor plated cockroaches oh, that, yeah that was a that was a joke you know like that didn't land at all <laughs> like that's I didn't feel the un- uncontrollable like ha ha ha. I didn't, didn't know that was supposed to be yeah, a I'm joke. Sorry. I just thought it was a statement to to like. It, it wasn't until the second time I watched it that I was like, oh my god, that's supposed to be a joke. <laughs> you know, like I was like, I was looking at it like in awe, like oh my god, wow. Um, I also at this point had uh, I wondered what the comparison is, like the time comparison is between footage of the Landmaster and footage of Jan Michael Vincent on his dirt. Bike. <laughs> like, what's the ratio? That's, that's that would be interesting to, f- to calculate that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Listeners, go for it. <laughs> you do it. Uh, to, to that point, actually, I made this note later. I was going to say something about it. He's got like a proper little post-apocalyptic scrambler going on. He's got like a, a, a roll bar up top. He's got like a bag with his radio. He's got a crowbar stuck in there. He's got – the only thing I would say uh, it needed a little bigger gas tank, but it was, it was a nice little mm. piece of machinery. I mean, it's no Landmaster, yeah, he, but, uh, you know, it's all right. Yeah. And he knew how to ride it. Like, like that dude was comfortable. Mad Max. You know, like he – well, you know, like this is a thing. He probably was just like, he takes this role in this movie, and then he's like, "Hey, can I bring my dirt bike?" <laughs> like, yeah, we'll throw it in there, and then it ends up being literally a third of the movie because you know? <laughs> it really didn't need to be in there at all. He just they just wanted. Well, oh. I mean, dirt bikes were dirt bikes were in. You know, dirt bikes were in. Oh, way in. Oh, mm-hmm. completely. BMX and shit, and like all oh, the fucking motocross was blowing up. Yeah, hundred percent. There were there were names. There was Evil Knievel for fuck's mm-hmm. sake. You know. Did that like rip cord toy? Yeah, yeah, and the motorcycle would go. <laughs> yeah, it's Fuck fucking. Even I know what that dude, is. Damn, I'm um, fucking old. Seventies were wild, man. Like just the shit they'd give you. That that wheel on the back of that thing would tear in if you held the bike and you touched it. It would tear into your skin <laughs> so fast. <laughs> it took a chunk out of my thumb. I mean, it was like a flesh wound from a gunshot. It was like fuck that's gonna take forever to grow back <laughs> and it did it took weeks well the toys from it the 70s fun. you really had to like you know you had to earn your earn your straps to play with them some of them <laughs> oh absolutely so like i said a few episodes back man we used to set up yeah. joe guys and throw fucking charts at yeah. it we were like yeah fuck you oh we were fucking so fucked up anyway uh so so it is first in these uh uh road scenes you know, the, the road scenes uh, they go yes, to yes, their yes. little the, the science lesson that tells us why this is like it is. Uh, and you learn that mm-hmm. there's like bands of radiation on either side because the Earth's been locked off its axis. And they explain this to Billy mm-hmm. for exposition because he's a feral kid and he don't know. Right. Which let me do people to, to comment like, you know, you've got you've got these bands of radiation and they're traveling through them. And that's the, the damnation alley that Denson was, was very proud that he named earlier, by the way. Yeah. Uh, if there's bands of radiation on either side, and this is the only clear way through, isn't that Salvation Alley? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It would be, yes. Complete like misnomer. Do words do words mean things? No, <laughs> clearly. I not. was wondering. Maybe it's yeah, just... intentional. Maybe like, hey, don't go here. Wink, wink. 
Yeah. So a lot of geo. I wonder what. Oh, go ahead. A lot of geological foreshadowing, and uh, they get this line. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of these little throwaway Bon Mots in the movie that I just love, and this is one of them. It says, um, "You know, Denton's like, oh well, you know the uh, the thing, uh, it, the Earth got knocked off its axis, and Billy's like, what's an axis? And Tanner's like, oh, it's sort of like the center. And Denton's like, sure, sure, yeah. close enough. And then uh, Tanner says something like. Oh, well, maybe it'll fix itself. And the first thing I'm thinking is like, yeah, in a couple million years, baby. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, I think it's Billy goes, nothing good yes, ever happens on its line. own. Yeah. He says, nothing, He's good, like, nothing ever good ever happens on its own. You got to do the work or something like that. Like he follows it up. with like, no, you got to make yeah, it happen. Basically. And it's that like, said. you wise motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like, but uh, spoiler alert, it fixes itself on its own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally, hundred percent. Yeah, we're just gonna, it's a throwaway. Go ahead. It's a throwaway Bond Mott. Like they didn't do anything. It's not like you know this is the core and they're jump starting the Earth. No, it's like the world. Already. It's like oh, the yeah, world ends a second itself. time, basically. Because we'll get to it, but like, <laughs> well, for for all the yeah. for all the writers out there, that's not how to set up something. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's literally a perfect example of the opposite. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I was gonna say. It, oh my god! I just you know in the same week I also saw everything everywhere all at once. <sighs> Yeah, brain whiplash, like from that to this. Is, it's literally like bookends of quality. It's literally the best and the worst things I have ever seen in my life simultaneously in the same week. It's a lot to process. And, and the thing with the quality is that just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, sure, the special effects budget got cut because they were working on was Star Star Wars. They could, the other bunch of Star right. Wars, that one that I think some people have seen. I've that. heard of that movie. It's it's a kind of yeah. Uh, it's kind of niche. So the, obviously the the special effects suffered, but there are other movies at this time that use models and blue screens and perspective that look good. And this one, they were like, yeah. let's get the stuff they used on uh, Jason and the Argonauts or Clash of the Titans 20, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And, yeah. and we're going to trot that out. Yeah, but they really didn't, though, because I mean, like those had legendary stop motion animations in it. This did not. Dude, no. Counterpoint. What, what was like 2001 was yeah, what, 67? More Land of the Lost kind of shit. Yo, totally. This is bottom of the barrel, yep. but yeah, there, okay. there were reasons. Why did they think this was going to be their big hit? Like, how much cocaine? <laughs> that, was, that was a question I was going to ask. How much it's cocaine like, was in that bucket? Is this, is this a cocaine movie? I think. I think on the corporate end, possibly, definitely yeah. some probably going on on set, but like that, it doesn't seem like it was fueled. Like, I don't think the cocaine was applied there. I think the corp the cocaine was applied in like the marketing aspect where they were like hyping oh, each other. Yeah, I could, it was just like this gigantic marketing circle jerk where they were just like, "Yo, man, no, we this movie." It, it gets to a point where they're like, "This movie is good." <laughs> to this movie needs to be good, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. <laughs> that was the mistake they made. That was that's that transition fucked this everything in this goddamn so many cigarette burns. Like you, if you once you start noticing them, if you look for them when you watch this oh, movie at all... the beginning of the movie, there are hundreds. Like it's you can't miss it. <laughs> like it's just like fuck, gee, another so many dude, sloppy. They literally just too. changed cameras. Like oh, it's. Uh, it wasn't sloppy. It's just the it was excessive and rushed in that stage. Oh, like, and back then, you actually had to manipulate physical film. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like now where you can just drop a fucking thing into Final Cut. Again, ten months in post production, right? Oh, what were you going to yeah. say? So much of like uh, Dominique Sanda's part, uh, just Janice. Yeah, yeah. How she was. You notice, oh, God, all, yeah, no, you notice all the edits where she's like screaming <laughs> yeah it's, totally. and it's just jarring to look at it it was this was a hard movie to watch 
for that one, they me must personally. Have like, really... I, I, I was not drawn in by the cinematography whatsoever. And it's oh, no, it's very right. flat. The bad, the bad edits with Dominic Sanders. So they must have really it's not like... liked her scream because they either dub over a scream or she screams off camera, which yeah. is also dubbed. Yeah. Or she never screamed at all. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like she was playing the scene like, I'm going to look at this cockroach very intensely. And then, no, they're just like, because that's the thing. Like, she's not even reacting from a scream when yeah. they cut to her. Like, when the pan's over. To, oh, it's fucking Weird, insane. Yeah. yeah, it's like so, a yeah. really jarring scream. And then... It... Yeah. So in, anyway, they... in a way, it's like it's this is like a very it it is really like a really strange fever dream or a very <laughs> no, she's, very lucid she's utterly dream squandered this here. Thing yeah, in the way that it's no, she's yeah, yeah, no, she's jointed enough to, to give that impression. I can I can I, I, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, this movie is literally the opposite of like the Bechdel test or whatever. <laughs> I mean, like where it's just. <laughs> It's 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 infuriating. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's one of those oh, things it's... where you have she's amazing. She's like an amazing actress, and she's literally given nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. Except for really maybe this next scene where like she isn't a victim. Thankfully, yeah. Like it looks like it's going to turn into a very bad. Like okay, so they come upon this like Ellen's house. Cafe. Oh, it's another gas stop. It's another gas. They need oh yeah, gas. it's another gas stop. He's like, oh, they, these guys might still have some in the tank or some shit like that. And they roll up on this place. And there's no one there. And there's a piano in the corner. They didn't want. First of all, this is just ahead. this next scene is is indicative of just like the naivete of, of this oh. this this genre at this point. I mean, oh, nowadays man. we're like yes. we've seen a million post-apocalypse movies. We know yeah. the, the monster is us. The worst thing in the post-apocalypse is other humans, um, mm-hmm. and they just they don't we know a, that at this point. No, they I, don't I, they don't think about it for oh, once. Yeah. We have a we have a gif of Tom Hardy as Mad Max going. That's a trap, you know. <laughs> literally, like it's, my, my it's literally the... as soon as I saw the scene, I'm like, dude, you all never saw Twenty Eight Days Later. Don't go in there. Like, <laughs> and, and it's like, no, they didn't. It's 19, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, they, what, what's what's even fucking crazier about this is that okay, so what happens is they go in and and, and they're like, oh, we got a diner here, and then like uh, uh, Janice starts playing piano, this like old crinkly fucking sta- upright piano. And uh, the kid finds like a sucker, which is totally like not that. And then, like, by the way, totally no, it's not. But the fucking weirdo goober ass like hill people that roll up in there, radioactive hillbillies, are you know like they totally are, and it gets really, yeah. Oh, like he he like disarms. Uh, who, who has well, the, the gun? The, out? Stu- the stupid thing is uh, again, you know, they let the the lady and the boy just wander into a building without clearing it, and the the two right. of them are like, "Oh, there's a generator on the side," and they look at it, and that this Nintendo uh, says, "You think you get it started?" And then it's like, "No," but they still try to start mm-hmm. it <laughs> while everybody else is getting you know jumped by radioactive hillbillies inside, uh, and the, they start asking Denton questions, and he's like, "He's like, where are you going?" And he's like, "Oh, we're going to." 1643 walnut avenue in fucking albany new york why you you heading that way like you know like he's just so open about their plans instead of being tight-lipped and being like who the fuck are you you know like let's get some comedy yeah it's just you can tell they stepped into this and they're like oh uh we don't exactly know what to do when other people are around yeah you guys don't look at we got you guys we got storms we got people uh, you guys don't look edible (laughs) <laughs> if, if this movie were made today it would be like chris pratt and robert de niro and they would be like seven weeks of fucking swat training as they like clear the entire fucking room oh. all like with headsets and fucking infrared night vision yeah, at yeah, night yeah. and stuff like that and they, 
they'd be like checking corners and shit. And I mean, it would just, it's such a different time when this was made. They were just like, oh yeah, gee golly, buddy. Yeah, no, the tank's really awesome. Do you want to see it? <laughs> it does all kinds of shit, you know? There's like, a couple. Ah, here, do you want to see the keys? There's, you know, like, what the fuck? Are you doing? a couple moments later. Exactly, the Nevitae. The, Nevi- yeah. the Nevitae is just so like, it's so charming. Because uh, it they're cautious still. Sweet. That's the thing that got me is like these dudes whose faces are basically falling off, except the dude whose face is also falling off and has all the fake hair just glued to his head. Yeah. And oh. they're like, they go in there, they hear him scream, they run in, and they're like, hi, guys. Like, Yeah, there's a... We're actually having a conversation. Well, yeah, they're cautious, right? but like they're but they're not like trying to pull guns yet, even though the hillbillies are yeah. armed to the teeth. Oh, they're a yes. threat. Because this entire room is white and they are black. <laughs> like their clothing is black, they're covered they're not in dirt. black. Like they're the contrast between them and everything yes. around it. They definitely look like you know, it's just the Beverly Hillbillies before they oh, yeah. struck <laughs> Rich. Right. And they have red right. burns, yeah. Right. Yeah, they got sores all over oh, their faces. Man. And yeah, that guy's wig. I'm just like, man, what does the apocalypse do to your hair? Because find some conditioner yeah. or something. Does this guy have like a monologue? <laughs> yeah. He ends up talking a little bit because they ask him like, oh, what happened? What you been through? Because you're trying. Oh, he has, a, he has this great yeah. line. Oh, go yeah, ahead. He, he delivers with some cryptic, like, creepy his thing. entire fucking moment. He, he's like, all the dead are dead and all the li- living are dying. And it's like, yeah, buddy. Oof, deep, he did it. Deep, deep. Golf claps. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's definitely yeah. Just are you gonna hit that? Are you gonna hit that? Just give me, the, just say the thing. Give me the. <laughs> we totally did eat wa- the other ones. Yeah. And then <laughs> he walks up to Denton and like takes his gun off of his holster in a way that nobody ever picked up a gun ever. And it's just kind of like ever hanging it on his little pinky or some kind of shit and forgetting it's in his hand yeah, half the time. It's it, just yeah. like who directed yeah. this scene? Did they just like take lunch and let the actors do it in front of the cameras? It's so bad. Yeah, this this could have been like another. How would you rate um, like Baldwin? Set. How would you rate Harry McCannibal's uh, acting here? <laughs> he's going he is. for it. I agree. He's he's owning yeah. his moment. I don't think he goes out of, out of the way. I hate what he is made to do yes. in this scene because I think it would have been. He's acting a lot like a villainous fun. character actor because that that is what he is. Yes, that's why he was hired. And he's fine. <laughs> Fulfills that role. You know, he does the cliche thing. It ends up being like at one point, I got a little sphincter clench when uh, Lee Billy is like, "Boy, why don't you go stand over there by your mom?" Yeah. And this is actually the cleverest like sequence of writing in the entire movie, where they all very quickly adapt to being a family mm-hmm. because it kind of keeps them off guard and it you know puts their you know the enemy's expectations in a different place and stuff like that but like billy's quick action saves the day as at postscript on this Bi- billy really just this is his moment to shine billy's cold man it's like so he's great. down with it oh, he's... Uh, but go, go on no, it's, it's, so he tells him uh, go over there and stand by your ma and he just gives him the best lip what does he say he says she ain't my ma and you're not my pa, and I ain't got to stand nowhere. And he just fucking jumps right out of the yeah. window <laughs> in like one of the best exits. I saw my, with, a, with a lollipop in his mouth. Exit. You know, lollipop. I saw my dad die runs. in the ditch. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he ducks down real low and walks up to the biggest, fattest, roundest fucking stone in the goddamn <laughs> yard. He sneaks back inside. He goes back. Things are going That's the bad. Thing. He goes back because he's a bad yes. motherfucker. By this time, Janice is in trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. Guy's trying to make moves on her. I mean, we all saw it coming. First of all, he separates. He tends uh, Denton and Tanner back into the land. It's like, why don't you take my boys and show them that fancy toy of yours? And I'm just going to sit right. here and do nothing with your wife. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm just going to sit here and listen to the piano like a civilized, cultured person, as you can tell by the sores all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, fucking Billy sneaks back. He, he like checks in the window, sees some shit. Yeah, because he's down, like, he's and, like, this is this is the moment where like, yeah, this, this yeah. Is, and he's got he's got the gun and he's got Janice. Right. And I can't remember exactly how this happens, but like Billy comes in, he like he sneaks in, he's like down low, opens so the door. It's it's kind of weird, you're right, because it's like it doesn't. This part doesn't kind of doesn't make sense. He sneaks back in and he sees him like wrestling with Janice, trying to get her down, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Get out of here, boy!" And he says, "Just give me another sucker." And he's like, begging the guy for another lollipop, and then the guy's just like, "You right. know what? I'll rape your mom later and get you the lollipop now." I mean, he doesn't say that, but that's basically yeah. what he does. Yeah, he's like walks over yeah. to get the sucker, and just Billy just like nails him nails him with the fastball it's this fucking it's dude, incredible it's a it's like a it's like it's like a man i don't even know it's like a high sinking fucking fastball like it the way it arcs and decks this dude the skull cracks him on the skull. i don't know he's how, dead he how many takes man. no he's a yeah. dead man like he, he puts it right in his temple like it's it's a fucking david and goliath sitch mm-hmm. you know 100 percent and it's incredible. It's one of those things where you're just like, oh. and then so he takes the pistol and he hides. He goes back into the fucking truck. Yeah, he, uh, he hides the pistol. Bit. Well, sorry, so on a second watch, there's two pistols in play in this scene. There's one pistol that's already in the hillbillies. Um, it's got a 38 in his waist, and then he takes the 357 right. off of uh, Denton, and that's the one he's waving around like he's never held a gun before. Uh, right. So they, he takes the 38, he hides it in his shirt, and he goes back into the mm-hmm. landmaster. And the other hillbillies are there, and they're you know talking with them. There's some. They're, Denton and Tanner are still talking to these guys like it's a fucking social hour. I, I don't know. Like, they haven't really yeah. tried to do but it. Like, see, over here, we got the shower, and then we <laughs> yeah. got, like, the bunk beds over here. It's like, we're totally cool And those pools up to... there that are behind the driver's seats, that's, if you hold on to those in rough, like, terrain, it'll kill <laughs> yeah. um, It's like, that was the thing he said, too. He said, anything we can do for you before we head out? And they're like, huh, huh. yeah, there might be. There might be something you can do for us before you head out. Uh, yeah. so, so they're showing around the Landmaster like they're going to, you know, buy it cash off a of Craigslist. Right. And uh, oh, and Billy sneaks in and he says, this, the, the guy said to him, like, oh, get back inside or something. He's like, oh, your buddy said he wanted to be alone with my ma. You told me to come in here. And all the hillbillies like, oh, <laughs> we wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They say something to him like, 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 oh, God, they say something to him. And they're like, well, like, oh, what did he, he say? Like, he says, like, what are you going to do to her? And he's like, don't worry, we're not going to do anything that all of us aren't going to do, or some shit. But it was like, like yeah, that. it was basically that, but like, but not in that order is basically what he mm-hmm. said. Because I mm-hmm. guess that he had dibs. Oh, he's not doing it in the oh, right yeah. order, and I'm just like, what? Not doing it in the right order, order which is, is like it's gross as fuck. <laughs> it's like, fucking no, like do you go by name? Is it alphabetical? Like, well, here's the thing: the movie did not. Really they have like, a pecking order. The, yeah, but the movie didn't establish yes. that because clearly the guy talking the most, is what you would think, is top dog, is giant bearded man. Right, but apparently not. No, we we just put him out there because he's good with words. <laughs> yeah. He's a PR guy, but uh, the real brains of the operation is the guy with no teeth. Yeah, they're, it's your basic anti-abortion, you know, advocate. But um, Apoc Jed Clampett. <laughs> oh God, Lord! Yeah, all three of these dudes in the sequence. Oh, uh, the be Billy of being, you know, a badass. Like he gets behind. Well, yeah, you know what's his face? He, he gives him. He basically just puts it in his spine, and he's like. This is a clever part yeah. of the movie because uh-huh. he, he he palms in the gun behind his spine while the hillbillies are like about to run back inside. Or sorry, two of them stay in the tank. One of them runs back inside, so he's got this gun secretly behind his back. And then he gives him mm-hmm. he, uh, Tanner's got the gun. He gives Denton like a code, which is apparently like a launch code. He's like, I got a PL seven seven five, which they all you know have memorized is the code to launch mm-hmm. the missiles. 
Uh, so Denton knows something's going to go down. And then uh, mm-hmm. there's a gunshot from inside to distract the two dudes. And that's when Tanner just like smokes them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, why did this happen for so long? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's so tidily like, and here's the deal. None of this would have happened without Billy. Billy is just an absolute fucking commando yep. at this moment. Uh-huh. Like, this entire sequence. He's the only reason they yeah. get away. And they don't really even like, thank him. Otherwise, Denton's just going to be like, well, yeah, sure, man. Like, here's literally, if you hit this button here, this thing will fucking, <laughs> oh, shit, man. You know, like, this button's for the missiles, and that's the best part. <laughs> Because, like, aren't they driving away? Don't they launch a missile? Dude, the they... Yeah, fl- so, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Dominic's... Or, I'm sorry, Janice, Janice is, like, running, running away. Dude, she's not even clear! <laughs> <laughs> Notice that? Notice that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. God. She's a woman, you know? This is what this movie has established. <laughs> it's like... Well, doesn't... Didn't they film this part in Missouri where, like, Missouri's, like, already begun to enforce Yeah, um, a Missouri abortion is banned, period. Yeah. Jesus yep. fuck. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <sighs> Or was it filmed in Illinois? Like, see, I'm not sure because, like, in Illinois, abortion remained legal. And, I don't know. They never say what's. Illinois and I mean, it would make sense that the, like Ellen's Cafe would be in Missouri just because, you know, radioactive hillbillies. Mm. I know, but you and I will think of Illinois as Chicago because it's so fucking vast and massive, but a lot of that state this is. This is true. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, this kind of could be down there near. Very Iowa true. Or whatever, you know? Yeah, the, the route of damnation alley, like body autonomy in the United States, remains elusive. Yes. Uh, it's bonkers, man. Not, not bad. Mm-hmm. Like so it. they level that fucking cafe. <laughs> they level it. They literally just like fucking. I laughed until I, I hurt. I was like, that is how you do it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, th- you have to understand this building is made out of toothpicks and like wet peas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, it's not. It's not. They literally threw whatever warhead they have on these regenerative missiles in this fucking launcher. Because they never seem to run out yeah, of them. <laughs> and it's like, who's producing them? Okay, look, who, who's the contract for? <laughs> All right, like, how does do they mail it? Is it like by airdrop? What is going on here? How do you have another missile? Where do they keep the missiles? What if they get jostled? I have so many questions. Anyway. Well, that's why Denton's always driving because the missiles are in his bunk. So, right. They're in his bunk, you know, and when he's not there, you know, he's shaving. So it's shaving and driving, mm-hmm. and sleeping with warheads. So, anyway, they're clear at Ellen's cafe. Detroit. And, um, and then the, this is the first uh, time where the landmaster is actually experiencing some weakness. So they got like a like a transmission problem or something. It's like limping along for a while, and you're just like, uh, "What?" And for literally no yeah. reason, did it do for that? Just regular use. And apparently, yeah. it's such a great feature that you can just like throw parts on it from any truck that you can find. But they have to drive all the way to Detroit to find a truck. So, no so it's a model kit. Trucks That's what it is. It's like this <laughs> fucking thing is basically just one big model kit, which would be dope. Because the first thing I thought when I saw that is, I want that model. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Apparently, there's no trucks anywhere in the United States. Only, Only Detroit, Detroit. Detroit, the Motor City. I'm telling you, man. They, he knew. He knew what to and, do. And uh, at this point, the sky effects, the laser face get like double trippy. Like they dropped yeah. another hit of acid yeah. when they didn't need to. Right. And. um we also get like some and, and, and uh, someone has like someone has George Norion, but you would rather have Art Bell, but they're insisting upon George uh, Norion. Like that's what the feeling is. But you're tripping, you know, and they, like all of that's happening uh, at the same time. You don't. That's that that feel. fucking so, that hurt me. That yeah. So they're, they're limping into Detroit. At, oh no, um, whatever's wrong with the thing. It sounds like a great industrial sample. I swear to God, I was like, I I swear to God, that's a skinny puppy sample from Back and Forth Series <laughs> Two, one hour seventeen minutes, ten seconds. Uh, but I'm kind of a nerd that way. Like, 
If, oh, I oh dude, like, I, I was like, this is early Detroit techno. If you're ever big into uh, industrial music, you you get a secret thrill from finding out where the samples came from when you when you see that movie mm -hmm. or hear that bit in another song or another uh scene oh yeah oh yeah so anyway it, it might be it might not but it was a really cool sound uh they get into detroit they're, they're driving through a junkyard to try and find the one truck that they need i guess and that's when yeah. it gets a little bonkers they need to find you know, optimus prime in himself. this big fucking junkyard that apparently <laughs> is fucking like as far as junkyards go fucking pristine after a nuclear apocalypse Oh, it has yes. lanes that they can drive through, and they're yeah. clean. Like I've never been to a like you park two miles away from a fucking yard, man. Like you don't need to go anywhere near where like some rust could fall off a pickup and blow a tire. Yeah. Like it's fucking incredible. insane. Most what of they them doing. don't have clearance for an armor personnel carrier. No, they barely have a clearance for a bicycle. <laughs> like, and there's a lot more grass, way more grass. Like this is a I don't Strange. know how they did this. Like this it's is. So they spot a truck, they stop, they hop out, and Denton's like, Tanner, I need your help. So, of course, Tanner fucks off, because that's what he do. <laughs> yep. And they also say, uh, oh, Billy, room. don't wander off. And that's what Billy do. Yep. yep. They are literally the cause of all their own yes. problems mm -hmm. throughout this entire movie, for the most part. I mean, it's... And again, the whole time, like... Uh, Billy's trying to be the smart guy. He said, Billy's like, hey, do you hear that? There's a weird sound. It's like this slight whining sound, this high-pitched kind of whining. Meanwhile, the sky is going like bonkers nuts. Like, and then total Billy's like, do you hear yeah. that whining? And Tanner's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's his yeah, line. It's like, I don't know. Do you or do you not? It's very easy. Are you are you hard of hearing? Like, did something happen in the last Are you incapable of looking up? Sometime? Just pinch your nose and breathe out real hard. Like, it'll like pop your ears and maybe it'll sound you like, what the fuck, man? It's the <laughs> goddamn atmosphere is making a sound like a fucking overcharged generator. Do you it was it, it kind of reminded like... me of um in the Stalker series when there was a blowout when like psychic emission happens and the sky just mm. starts screaming mm. at you and tears open and just these mm. colors and it'll kill you. That's basically what that looked like, mm -hmm. and no one mm. can see it except mm. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No one kind of gave a shit. Uh, and, and then they get do what he has feral vision. Like the sky is screaming at you, and you're just like. Ah. Then they do another one of these throwaway Bond mods that I thought was just great, where he's like, uh, Billy's like, oh, I've never seen so many cars before. And Denton's like, that's your heritage, Billy. And Billy's like, oh, my God, I know. What's heritage? And Tanner goes, heritage is what people leave other people after you fixed, figured out that it don't work. What? I just, I, you should not I, be around I children. Been able to, <laughs> I haven't been able to wrap my brain around that line yet. Heritage yeah. is what people like, leave other people after you find out it don't work. It, there's so many better Boom. ways to that. Did you see this bucket of feces? <laughs> this is yours. Yeah. Um, that's what it, I, like, I don't, what are you saying? Like, I, uh, I guess it's like a dig at consumerism or something. I think Denton should have like prickled up at this point, but maybe they cut it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah like I, I don't. Yeah. It was, that needed a couple more passes. Yeah. It's like, are you trying to be moralistic? Because this is the first time you tried that? Mm -hmm. Commentary on materialism? What's going on? Yeah. Also, like, yeah, Denton's wrenching on the Landmaster. And there's this giant, frantic, just endless sequence of everybody trying to get back to the Landmaster. Because the, the wind picks up. It's a big electrical storm that Billy totally called, but also yep. fucked off anyway when he was told not to. Yeah. Yeah, like Tanner has to find him like crawling around in a giant metal car on, during a lightning storm. On his dirt bike, again. He's, on his dirt bike. And he's like, look what I found. And I don't even remember what it, it was. Like a piece it of was like a fender. He's like, I found this fender. We can put it on your bike. 
And Tanner's yeah. like, that don't matter. Get over here. Yeah. It's like, that's not even the same vehicle. What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> I wish that I wish he said that. Like, there was like no swearing no, in this. Movie it's remarkably clean for a film about like radiation and cannibal hillbillies and you know, yeah. And a murderous says, bunch of bunch of playboys. Keegan says mother yeah. once. Yeah, wake me when yeah. you want to drive. This yeah. mother, yeah. which interestingly wasn't in the subtitles. It just says wake me when you want me to drive. They left out this mother. Oh, oh maybe 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 he just uh, ad libbed that. He put that in himself. Maybe that's how they do news speak. <laughs> just slowly start changing the subs, and that's what you remember because you make that. Or they cut this film to fucking back, and that's what happened. And he just got right. real tired following the damn script. But, you know, hey, the four of them managed to get back into the Landmaster. Oh, my God. Uh, Where, excuse me. I'm after still not after sure. a lot more motorbiking. Tons of it. Oh, so much more motorbiking. Big point Tons of there. it. A lot more motorbiking. Yeah. This, is, this is on par with the Scorpion scene, with, like, what are you doing, man? Mm -hmm. Like, just... Yeah. Come on, just turn it the fuck around. Did you get lost? <laughs> well, use your use your Texas Instruments navigation system, or I don't know, find the biggest follow rock. the motorcycle tracks backwards. Anyway, yeah, no one has been here in years, so like, go ahead, just use your trail or use your breadcrumbs. Anyway, so they get back into this fucking thing. In a in a callback to an earlier scene, they are not tethered. This storm hits. And the entire continent dead. <laughs> it's so I lost my shit. Like, I, I, I don't massive know why earthquakes, how, like, massive tsunami, yeah. and I guess Lake Superior. Maybe. Uh, yeah, because it's yeah, because you're right there, you know, or or, or maybe it I was didn't like even put that together. I, I honestly know, thought it was like a biblical flood event. The fucking like Lilliputian, like whatever well, Lemuria, yeah, whatever like, the fuck <laughs> is under like the, the hollow earth is rising in this moment fucking because Lemuria it's just Lemuria rises from the dirt. Uh, well, like, and again, like, this is a stock footage clip from uh, from Earthquake, the movie. Really? Right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. They just, I don't know if they reused the same scene from Earthquake. Probably. But I'm sure they had extra yeah. scenes. Interesting. And again, it's one of these uh, ones where it's, like, it's, it's on the screen for a long time. And there's yeah. like this slow motion to give this like sense of grandeur and like this rumbling, which I guess must have sounded great in Sound 360 in 77. But <laughs> it doesn't sound great on my flat screen. No, I can confirm it literally sounds like someone belching, but it's pitched down three yes. octaves and runs through distortion pedal. It's mm, not great. Fall, we know. It's similar to the fart, but it's different. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't put But yeah, ahead. no, it's it it goes on forever. And and this is the one moment where you're definitely seeing a model of the landmaster because this thing is just <laughs> spinning and bopping and bouncing. Submarine and noises in yes. the water. Oh, everything, right? It's like underwater and shit. And, and then like inside Two people are seated with a seatbelt on, and the other two people are holding on to the bar that killed Pornstash Perry. I call it the Perry position. Fucking... They're in the Perry yeah. position. <laughs> Pornstar Perry position. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is wow. almost like a new Naughty by Nature song. <laughs> anyway, so like... Just making fanfic, man. You down with PPP? Yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway, so they, they're somehow able to hold on to this fucking pole and keep their feet on the like deck yeah, without... And it, it, it's rolling, like, wildly. Yep. In I mean, we're talking every axis of movement. Like this, If you were literally in this thing, it'd be like that scene in The Expanse where the dude goes through the portal and just, like, jellies you know, himself. Yeah, yeah. They put this thing yeah, in a washing like machine, literally, and they should be. It was, these people would be turned into, uh, as, as a, a, a better podcast than ours says, uh, Chunky Marinette. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, so, yeah, they, they, it's, they brace themselves there, and there's a weird part here with, like, bad cutting, again, where... 
Denton is kind of looking over at Tanner and he like raises his eyebrows and mouths something, but there's nothing. There's no yeah. dubbing. Nothing. It's just like, what is he like? Nothing. Just coming out with it. I love you before they die. Like, what does he say? What does he say? <laughs> yes, that's, that's, oh, I told you, man. That's the, that's the, uh, that's my fan fiction right there. And, uh, that would have been the better you, you know movie. Who, it would have been the better movie. You know who I would love uh, before we get to the last. Uh, I can't quit you. I would love for like the Arlnauts to do an edit of this, like they did with the Star Wars movies, <sighs> because this came out a in the the same year as as you know Star Wars, and B, they made the prequels watchable, just by changing the entire story Fair point. and editing it mm-hmm. down to like fifteen sixteen minutes. Fair point. So like, well, there's other guys that I, I talked about the other day. The, 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 1984 Dune, there's the Spice Diver cut. Anybody who's listening out there wants to yeah. check it out. It's a really, really well done. It follows the book a lot better. But um, but yeah, guys, will, fans who love it will go and do this and make a better story out of it. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, I've seen uh, I've seen cuts of uh, Prometheus because fans have desperately tried to make that movie good. I'm sorry, all of right. you. Uh, you failed. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. You're pushing around. Yeah, fan fan yeah, cuts are fun, don't. though. I, I enjoy them. I too want to love it, but no, I can't <laughs> because I am honest with myself. Uh, so anyway, the tsunami happens, and this is where they actually demonstrate that this fucking ten-ton steel armored they're transport totally not vehicle. Dead. Yeah, they're not, not even a bump on their fucking head. And it's just, I mean, literally, it's bad because like they, you know they, they rely on all this model work for the actual thing, and then they cut to like the actual thing treading water, which is cool. But yeah, I just saw like a really terrible model in the swimming pool. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. I thought when mm-hmm. they zoomed out and then like in an actual body of water, I thought that actually looked good. I was actually impressed because I'm like, yeah. oh, it's mm-hmm. actually they weren't. He, dude wasn't. Dude man wasn't lying. It's amphibious. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, no, I, and what's crazy about it is that its propulsion is the wheels, but instead of the wheels merely turning, the entire housing rotates as, as like a power. Four propellers. Yeah, that, that's the genius yeah. part of it. As far as it's um, fucking you know, design. Yeah, I don't know how long it would last in a real situation, <laughs> but you know what? I, oh, they're moving like. Yeah, lot. it's very impressive. Like they're not, it's not hauling ass. There's barely any wake behind the thing, but I fucking yeah, it's love amazing. it. Yeah, I was like, I mean, you got to think this for, you know getting over rivers. Yeah, while you're advancing mm-hmm. on this Soviet front in Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. It's like, what if they had used this in stripes? You know? like, <laughs> that would have also, I think, been a better movie. Yep. Uh, no, it's yeah. just testament to the guy who built it. Honestly, it's quite incredible. Yeah, yeah. So um, then they, they then they're okay. Like, oh Things are okay. Then they okay. get on. Uh, yeah, they roll up onto the mm-hmm. beach or meadow. So they so they we assume. Has... Do we know yet? They're they're they've actually reached their destination. No, they they still don't Basically. know exactly where they are. They, the the scene opens where they're like kind of relaxing. Tanner's you know fixing his motorcycle, and again Denton and him are getting in some argument about who's going to go on the motorcycle to go scout or whatever. And it's, and it's like Denton, like that's a Tanner yeah. has never no one in Tanner's ever been on this motorcycle. Like yeah, you're not going on the motorcycle, Denton. Yeah, and I, I have to point this out because again, just bad props budget that had like a, a big like super radio set up to try and see if they can find <sighs> this radio signal. And mind you, before I don't think we specified, but before what Denton said is the reason they're going heading towards Albany is because there's been this automated repeating signal once a week or something like that. And it's the only signal in the entire globe that they're able to intercept is some automated repeating signal from Albany, New York. So they got the radio (laughs) set up They're somewhere near Albany and the radio is like a freaking Sears Roebuck tackle box that I've got one on the shelf here. used to be my grandfather's that they have like turned around and like bolted some CB radio parts onto. It's just, it's terrible prop. It's a terrible prop. 
you know, what's really funny about that is that like, I didn't really even, you know, catch that the first time I watched this. Well, not the first time, but like, but this viewing, this first viewing, I was just like, eh, cool. All right, whatever. Looks like some old 70s radio. It, it, it like didn't phase me. But like then looking at it this time, I was just like, I had that. Tactic. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone did. That's fun. Everyone had it just like those weird, like sunray lidded Tupperware containers. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like it was just. Or, or that like crock pot kind of like the, the roaster that was white, but it had the beautiful like blue painting, like, you know, flowery things around the edges. It's still and shit. flower blue. Uh, it's still pretty yes, charming, though. Exactly. I do enjoy like bad fucking props when they have to like, you know. Yeah. I, no, I like the big TV. Antenna yeah, I, love that. I love that shit. The fucking like, yeah, next no, to I love it. that shit. It's like kids, even though, you know, they spend like seven million dollars to make this like kids in a garage making a movie. But you know what? It's, it's still hey, great. Considering the truck, it was like high tech, low. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was very low tech, high life, you know, because they're doing better than most of the people on the planet. It's beautiful the there too. They fucking train. land, and you know this is the end of the movie because there's plant. Oh, life. Well, that's oh, it's like the sound of music. The, the, it's like fucking talk. the sky fixed itself. <laughs> yeah, the sky fixed itself because like that's what the tsunami explosion of the center oh of God. North America slash that's what that was about, right? Yeah, and Atlantis <laughs> returned. Yeah, that's. Nature? Dude, Billy, Billy is a prophet and is probably responsible for the Earth being off its axis personally. <laughs> because he, he's like, it'll probably fix itself. You know, mm-hmm. like, or can't fix itself. Like, he's got psychic kinetic powers. That's what I don't know. He's, he's, he's the uh, fucking Christ. remaker from uh, fucking Looper. Like, Billy as Tetsuo. <laughs> he is Tetsuo. Uh, <laughs> that would be an interesting yeah. uh, alternate if, like, you know, it wasn't a tsunami, it was Billy's psychic powers maturing rending the earth oh, and fixing yeah. the magnetic fuck yeah this whole movie was a sequel to that like outer limits or uh, twilight zone. It? no it was a, it was twilight zone where like the little kid is like torturing the people in the house yeah. <laughs> yep that's what this was mm-hmm. like this is this is the big but oh man if this was a big bunch of sequel to that this would have been a masterpiece <laughs> because then like all the weird disjointed psychedelicness of what it would have been because yeah, it was actually written oh, by a real 12 year old because he's <laughs> i want a remake of this movie Directed by uh, Tarsem Singh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just like based on like the cell, you know, Ooh. just this motherfucker would that get it. You that know what I mean? Like, I think this cat could somebody get this note to him. You know, uh, anyway, so yeah, um, they, they, they got this just obviously not a radio, and they get a signal, and it's a music playing, and then next thing it's like it's mm-hmm. a live DJ saying, "Hey, we're all alive, and this is where we're at." And we're going to have a pause in case anybody wants to communicate in. And I'm just like, we will not eat you. They didn't get any of that from Mojave, like from the start. Are you telling me that it's been a recorded message until now, but now we're here and it's live. Mm-hmm. Yep. What my uh, theory is. because they have, they have, a, they have a, they have a Texas instruments proximity. <laughs> my, my theory is that the tsunami, the earthquake, it was a, a, a dimensional shift and they're in mm-hmm. an alternate world where the, the Albany signal is live as opposed to their world that they started where the Albany signal is just a bunch of ghosts on an automated machine. That's what it is. Mm. I mean, at least we know you're there, like they're in New York because, you know, like. Bo- That's a better. Well, yeah. Ending. What <laughs> like, you just said is way better than what actually happened. I was going to do a segue into abortion, but like that's way, uh, way more. That's incredible. But I uh, watched too many Twilight Zones. Opposite. This movie is the opposite of Jackrabbit. Yes. Just, yeah, yes. Yes. Very yes. much so. Fair. No, I'm not, not, that's not a fair long. assessment. I'm not going to say that. And, and, and we're, we're also led to believe that, like, you know, like you said, we're going to Albany. They're in New York. And again, an abortion will it, remain legal it, in New York. Yes, so, it is. You know, it's cool. Like, they've got that shit. Uh, it enacted additional protections additional for protection. abortion providers as well. Yep. And it gets weird here again, too. Like, 
Denton gets on the, they hear the, the lady on the radio broadcasting and Denton's like, I'm, I'm picturing like a, a redhead 25 year old. I'm like, dude, you're 68. You know, like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, not 68, but anyway, Doesn't it's he fucking gross. It was gross. Yeah, it's weird. He, sh- he throws his fucking hat in the hair in the air and shoots it. Yeah. It's like the only, it's like, was like, the weird. I thought shoots I was like having another stroke movie. when I saw that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> why? why? This, this rivals the moment in, Star Wars, where they're in the uh, the trash compactor, and <laughs> then it suddenly stops, and they're and all like Woo! screaming. Yeah, and they're hugging each other. Yeah, while yeah, Leia's kissing somebody on the cheek. Like, yeah, no, it's really, it's you're you're absolutely right. It's it's just he fires a gun. It's, like, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's and then again, just like, like well, I mean, when you get there's like almost no guns fired in this entire yeah. fucking mm-hmm. movie. Like, there's almost no conflict no. at all. Yeah. Like at all? That's not. Uh, it's, it's not rock just a related. Movie. I guess there's a couple of right. rockets, but well, was, only one of those is fired in anger. Yeah, that was pretty. De- yeah, yeah, one was totally just like. So those are really the only ones. Was uh, Billy being a stone cold killer? Aha, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. just what? Nothing. He killed him with a rock. Come on, and, <laughs> and there you go. Oh, I got it. Uh, it was a wicked pitch. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And uh, the rocket, like fucking, just he was going for leveled that cafe. Those two scenes were pretty dope. But outside of that, you know, you get this dude who just killed three crew members. <laughs> ostensibly so then uh, at this point tanner takes his opportunity to fuck off on the motorcycle again and this is where pizza billy jumps on the bike midnight. with him yeah that's it <laughs> i love that <laughs> I do beer love and that. pizza back before midnight with my credit card crowbar uh and uh, this is where i'm like billy put a goddamn shirt on you're driving on a motorcycle pretty fast right. and then it's a lot of more yeah. motorcycle driving motorcycle driving motorcycle driving and they roll into quote unquote mm-hmm. Albany that looks suspiciously uncharacteristically pastoral pastorially like Santa Clarita, California. Yeah. <laughs> this is like an idyllic suburb yeah. town yeah, boy, with yeah, white picket fences white yeah. and a whole lot of oh, white people. Way, so many white people. Everybody's like coming people. out toward the street, and right? And, and I just thought coming they were to break the song. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I was like, you're gonna break the song, don't do that. It almost is like a strong number, right? It's Let like it's the like sunshine. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hug these fucking big radio. midsummer vibes. Oh god, yeah, you're right. Too welcome. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Oh, that's part two. Oh my goodness, and that would the be great. disease continues as we release the all these psychopaths onto the no. charming yeah. little town of Albany. Yeah, because then the that French lady is like, you know, this is when you realize she's a cannibal because she gets the hunger again, and like they're part of this cult now, and like. You know, actually, no, this is the first time she's alone with Denton. Yeah, yeah. She's gonna, mm-hmm. they're going to come back, and she's going to say, "Oh, he's very unlucky. He had a heart attack." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, do you want some jerky? You know, like, I caught oh, the salmon. That's why it's oh. so great. Yeah, the, like, that last scene there would have been great if uh, you know they're riding up on the motorcycle and this crowd just starts walking towards them and like doesn't stop and then just like tears them shreds to shreds of limb oh, from limb God. and eats them. As, like the end and, of like, um... end scene. And then she drives away in the Landmaster. That would have made more sense. <laughs> like, she just takes off. She's like, fuck this. Okay. Oh, that would have been so much be more interesting. Furiosa-type ending. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to go get some fucking clothes from Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like the ending from one of those. Tell me I can't pack more fucking luggage. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the movie... It, I want a cinematic trilogy of these, and I, they don't no. have to be great. They just have to be good enough. Just make this movie better. Please. I want three of my favorite directors to do it. I want, I want one by Tarsem, I want one by John Woo, <laughs> and I want one by um, oh, I don't know who might like at the moment. Oh yeah, give uh, Alex. Yeah, yes, like, please. Uh, 
I'll tell you what, though, if, if you're serious about that, go and watch that movie I was talking about, Defcon Four, because it's really like almost a sequel to this. I know it's I've almost seen a sequel, that, but I like. Instead of like starting on a missile to. base, it starts on like a missile satellite and the guys launch the missiles down on Earth and then they come down to Earth. Anyway, I'm not starting a new Ooh. podcast episode here, but it it, does, it almost reads <laughs> like a sequel to this, uh, but a better one. The Ross God. Oh, oh man. I, well, because there was like another one called like there was a space movie called like Saturn 3 or something around that same time too. had some weird alien uh, or some some weird giant robot that was animatronic that looked fucking great Ooh. to be honest it's a, not a great movie but at one point there's a guy who like I guess, I guess he was like programming this fucking robot i mean this thing's like eight feet tall like it's crazy looking but at one point it like kills somebody like john lithgow or something and it cracks his head open and puts hit like his skull in his face like on its head cool because he's like, that you know, sounds like, I'm human now or some shit. Oh, yeah, it's fucking Nightmare Fuel. It was another one of those four. Oh, wait, wasn't that, didn't that take place on like a <laughs> I boat? I guess I'm glad I skipped that one. Didn't that take place on like a boat? I got it. And no, no, this was. Oh, in space. okay. I'm thinking about like, something this else. This was 100% on okay. a space station. There was, um, some, there was another one about like an alien taking over machinery and just like using body parts of people as basically building materials. Yeah, this came out in 1980 and it had a hell of a cast. It had like Farrah Fawcett, Kirk Douglas, and Harvey Keitel. Yeah, no, it was no bullshit. It doesn't have a high rating. It's not a very good movie, but that one scene is like, I like what like I'm this hearing. Fucking truck. It's just like this fucking truck, man. Yeah, I, oh, I so. gotta say, like the the post apocalyptic road trip genre is this like subgenre, I guess. Is uh, it's it's interesting to see where that like kind of came from. And as bad as this movie is. This, kind of seems like one of the more realistic post-apocalyptic stories that i've been exposed to it's it well oh go ahead what i like about it, i said before that they do a really good job of making the the world uh the 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 um the antagonist you know the, the environment yeah. the antagonist they make yeah. that mm -hmm. really feel like it's a scary place to be in without having to have you know every scene uh of radioactive hillbillies try to rape and kill and eat it, it, people. It feels less of right. a power fantasy because it doesn't really feel like anyone's particularly in power because everyone's kind of a doofus. But yeah, it's kind yeah. of like, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. good point. They're just kind of bumble through it to the end. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and they're just kind of doing what they do and just. And yep. Yep. Yeah. They most of them made it. Most of them. You know, they... they're all psychopaths and should not be released on to rebuilding society but... <laughs> oh man I, you know Denton he just he, I don't know he just needs like one night off yeah seriously <laughs> like just just one he needs to just take off the hang up the mustache for the night just like go, mm. go have a beer or something and or start giving mustache rides man like that's this is, the, there are no rules now I'm just saying you know th that's a big thing in the 70s mm. that's why you know porn stash you know Perry he'd have had a whole second career you know like he, he would have given up the service and probably gotten more into show tunes <laughs> yeah why not? i encourage it you know that's that's good could have that's what you want dropped him off in vegas he would have had a whole new career you know mm -hmm. just singing yeah. alone to himself in circus circus <laughs> that might be the best thing for porn stash perry <laughs> it it's a, it would be a more fitting ending than what happened instead oh, of like <laughs> dying by your own rules, you know, like so <laughs> as you do. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, I 
it was fun to go back and revisit this uh, and, and slowly unlock aspects of my youth that um, have been controlling me and terrorizing me my entire life. Um, <laughs> uh, now that now that you pointed out, it's, it's interesting because this is definitely a, a propaganda film for our uh, supply chain that has been collapsing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it could be used that way, but I really don't think that anything that intelligent was applied to the yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah. I think any, yeah. And that's what made it perfect. I know you're looking that's for subtext here, bud, but I, it's it would be perfect if they oh, you made it to it. I literally was looking for any kind of subtext, and it wasn't. No, it was I know what tropes. you mean. It was kind of like an unintentional and, kind of thing where it's like, not only was the movie affected by the thing it's, it's like unintentionally talking about, it's like <laughs> the fact the movie exists. This is the... This is a, yeah, this is the story that is told by a 12-year-old to his friends mm-hmm. who is the son of a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like, And then this? So then and then this? Nukes went off, and then and like, the guys were stuck in a base for two years, and then a guy dropped a cigarette on a magazine, and it, it, there, was a, there, was a, there was a gas line next to him, and it blew up the whole base, and there was only four people left, and they got in these two big, awesome trucks and started going all the way to New York. I mean, it's literally a 12-year-old. Like... 14 or whatever it's a kid the only one kid is telling the the only person it would make sense to yeah no that's how i had to watch this the second time especially like the first time it took me a second to kick it back into that gear Mm. that's why that's why i couldn't do it i couldn't do it guys i'm sorry it's a rule of cool (laughs) yes that's what this is it's very cool yeah well no like tron for example like you know if you're gonna be like weirdly zoomed out from it it, there's a lot of dry moments in that Mm. movie and stuff like that but I fucking love that film. Like, seriously. Like, because it blew my fucking mind when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. This, it gave me a cool truck and a terrifying cockroach scene. And that's what stuck with me for like 40 years. You know, and it's, man, there's a lot of those things that, like, just being a kid and being at home, like, watching HBO without supervision. Yeah. Dude. The movie channel, Cinemax, whatever the fuck it was. But it's like I think I, I kind of feel like it, the, this this glut of movies, you know, this tie this post apocalyptic genre that was kind of budding and getting made, and like even you know straight made for TV movies like uh, Day After and stuff like that that was meant to appeal mm-hmm. to a wider audience. It's really just like uh, Hollywood getting us ready for what might be coming. It's like they're we're trying mm-hmm. to make the population cool with. You know the yeah. impending nuclear doom, and I, I feel like this is about right. the same time. You know the mid to late seventies well, where they really stopped doing the duck and cover drills because they were just like that doesn't that doesn't work. Doesn't do it. It's not even going to save your teeth. So, you know what I mean? As like, opposed to like the drills to give people safety. Let's just let them watch these movies, and you know, at the end of the day, half of them, you know, the world doesn't blow up, and the other half of them, it blows mm-hmm. up, but it's a fun adventure afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we'll make it. You'll make it. Your neighbor might not make it, but you're gonna. That's make the it. takeaway as a twelve-year-old, and you know, my adult self is like, I live within the blast radius of a major U.S. city, and thank God. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I mirror that uh, exactly because I don't feel like collecting bottle caps. Man. I just <laughs> nah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll... Yeah, no, I. I want to die in the flash. The <laughs> yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, the road. The road. That's the one. That's what it would be like, right? Hey, it's a green renewal. Yeah, okay, I think the most realistic one. We're just all homos. Mm. Yeah, okay, look, mm. guys. Like babies are a good green renewable food source. Oh, it's a lot less funny now <laughs> than saying it. Oh wow, dude, that transition. <laughs> wow, bud. Ooh, okay. You might want to rework that. Send that back to the. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> 
No, look, to be disgusting, there was someone who actually said that and said, like, the amount of energy it would take to create a child for the purposes of age. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it's like, it doesn't work out. Like, that kind of cannibalism isn't good. You're going to want me in about five to seven years um, (laughs) if you need to eat a human, because I think I'll be pretty nice and seasoned by then. (laughs) That's the thing. It's like, like, at 12, you have this fantasy of being like the leather clad warrior uh, on the wasteland. But by the time you're 42, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'd just be jerky. You know, yeah, no, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, like I'm the loot drop. I don't have anything on me. I think I'm the only one in this podcast who's like, yeah, I'll eat, eat my neighbor. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I ain't diet. I just know we smell tasty, man. It's terrible. Like I don't want to yeah. know that. It's a certain things. Like if you ever burnt the hair on your arm, that's one mm. thing. But if you ever like burnt yourself, it's like that's mm. delicious. Yeah, the, so, the flesh sizzle. Yeah. Well, on that on that See, lovely that note, back to that. how about some reproductive rights? Yes. Yeah, let's talk about like how fucked up the world is for a second. Because <laughs> if you haven't we noticed, we've been of... sprinkling it throughout this entire podcast because we're all very pissed yeah. off about it. <laughs> some podcasts right. and use this is... subtlety, but they're all cowards. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not us. God damn it. Oh. So... We we offer as much subtext as this film. And, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that's true. And all of those things were kind of offered in like so, you know, I don't know, as opposite to the film. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Things are bad. It's really bad. Uh, my wife, my wife has a sister who lives in in France, and we, she was having to explain to her kind of what's going on over here. And uh, what am I? I'm going to get it wrong. My wife said something like, "When this country isn't enraging me, I'm humiliated by it. No fireworks mm-hmm. this year." Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I feel that. I, I think I might just go out back and scream for about an hour. <laughs> it's not to honor anything. Like, don't do fireworks. Like, you know, don't don't do fireworks in general because, yeah. like, it, or at least not not for holidays that are supposed to do fireworks because happen. you're drunk with your friends. No. Don't do fireworks because my dogs hate it. Mm. Oh, that's fair. How about that? How about don't do don't do fireworks because like. You know, vets with PTSD hate it. You know yeah. what? I, I don't know. Same. I can think of a few I, reasons for it. I, I'll tell you what, though. Maybe my neighbors will get to hear good music this year. and Maybe I'll guarantee Ooh. it. <laughs> no, you sold me. You know? That's a wonderful yeah, service maybe you, should, you can maybe, provide for them. Maybe people should just blast music out their fucking windows or something. Something that soothing or whatever. Just to... Why does celebration always have to be, like, Cause creators? Because it's America. Yeah. Bro? No, it isn't. China invented that shit. Like we didn't even make that shit up. It's fucking crazy. Like yeah, what we use we and appropriate. It's just... we didn't make. But yeah. oh, let's. It's our freedom. No, it isn't. Unless we have like full fucking bodily autonomy. It's like your body is the first thing. Every you day, want. every day, I feel more and more like. Um, what's his name? I don't know. Who? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I can't. Uh, shit. If if they're not brain. if they're not gonna grant. Uh, us collectively body autonomy then you know what let's throw property rights out the window too yeah fuck it because it's sure. the foundation of everything come on yeah, bodily the, autonomy well, that's the only thing they care about is property rights yeah. at this point because like at this point they really just yeah. want people to be born and that's about it they don't really care about that after yeah. that oh no once you're out of the room fuck you get a job yeah like as long as you can like right. man the bullshit jobs they invented it's that's all they give a shit about it's after that it's are you are you not yeah are you not generating value for me? Are you not paying taxes? Yeah, that's and you're pretty much what it is. What a fucked up way yeah, to go through life, a... man. Like, I get... Look, I understand on a certain level. Maybe currency can be used as a good way to, like, exchange goods for services, et cetera, sure. et cetera. You know what I mean? It's not perfect. It's certainly better than crypto, as we've been watching. <laughs> but, like, what... It just... 
it's not everything. I, I've, I'm watching people today, like across the, the country, they're one illness away from losing everything. They're fucking working three part-time <laughs> jobs where they're still only making two fifty an hour in tips, which is, you know, got its racist fucking bullshit, you know, slave owner roots too. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, this, the, the ruling class as they see themselves are not very good custodians. And what they don't understand is like, when you make that transition, there's a whole guillotine tax that you got to pay and they haven't been paying it. And it's just inertia. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what has happened historically every time. It doesn't matter who wins. The conflict is going to come if shit gets bad enough. And shit is getting bad enough. You know, especially with this fucking move to be like, well, in this state, it, 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 you're just a yeah, baby machine it, for me. It, it, and then and on top of that, oh, there's this fucking asshole from, I think, Amazon or something that just came out pretty recently. And he was just talking about how, like... You know, he, he supports, you know, like basically fucking forced births because they're running out of people that's <laughs> yeah. for their warehouses and shit. What the yeah, fuck? They need to, they need to it's yeah, further re- re- charge that resource. Oh God. It's, yeah, it's turning into some weird cousin of fucking eugenics. It, that's what you know it what is. I mean? We're it, like, well, we need more. I mean, fucking- it has roots in that. It's just further dividing every state against one another because it's just trying to put other people's religious beliefs onto the rest of the country which is not fucking American, mm-hmm. but that's what, mm-hmm. you know, the powers that be have decided. And it's just going to force like, uh, there was something in Maine, I believe I was listening to something else. And um, it was something mm-hmm. in Maine that they uh, religious school, like, like basically it's like religious schools get to collect taxes. Basically they get to, they, they get paid when you can't build, like you can't yeah, build yeah, yeah, yeah. new school districts and places that only have like eight student kids, you know? So that, but right. that also means yeah. that these religious schools get to teach why Islam is a false religion while all Muslim people who live in Maine get to pay for that. And it's the same bullshit. And it, that, that, like before it wasn't no. that way. Like you, <clears throat> you weren't, you were allowed to be like a Christian school, but you weren't allowed to indoctrinate. Yeah, no, that's like expre- to, like, that's like in somebody. their shit. We're like, yeah, we're yeah. going to do that. And it's the same thing with that was, the yeah, that's this is the same thing with the portion is like, we're just going to thrust our beliefs onto everybody because we are Christian dominionists. Well, yeah. What do you expect from someone who doesn't understand consent? Exactly. Yeah. Christo fascist. There you go. Is what I'm hearing. Yep. Christo fascist. Yes. Not crypto. Yep. Chris, Christo. Christo fascist. Mm-hmm. Close yeah. enough. I mean, really, there's a lot of it's America's unique brand Christianity circles. I think it gets me. Every one of these motherfuckers, they get up there and they tell Congress, "Rose precedent. Rose precedent. Rose precedent." If mm-hmm. your decision says something different, then you lied to Congress. What are they going to do? Oh, they did uh, under. What oath. are they going to do? Yeah, under oath. Nothing. It's an illegitimate court. Scotus. Well, they got to get rid of Scotus is a joke. They get rid of Thomas. Scotus is a joke. Yeah. It, <laughs> God, I wish I had cut that into the fucking during the <laughs> so, uh, cover of the public enemy that, ooh. song. Anyway, um, but like the thing about like the Ginny Thomas, like what what does it take? <laughs> what, first of all, I mean, like literally, what does it take? Like he, he should have recused himself from it instead. He like used it to obscure like a lot of for, what her actions and stuff. Where she was literally directly in contact. Yeah, with for anybody who seditions. doesn't know, it's Supreme Court Justice's wife who was planning the insurrection, wow. helping mm-hmm. to plan the insurrection. So mm-hmm. yeah, with like emails out in the wild, like you just, know, there are real conspiracy theories in the world. <laughs> you know, and then there's well, it's not well, a theory not, when not, you have the evidence right in front of you. It's just a conspiracy. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Tale. I think some people can't make the distinction, and that's what confuses them. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. why you see 
don't know, people jumping on like the anti-mask train. I'm like, are, are, are we done yet? Like, are, is this over yet? Because I think we're on like our 57,000th fucking variation. Yeah. One of my favorite memes lately is just it's it's uh what you fucking call it um Uncle Charlie from or, or like Charlie and Chocolate Factory mm. the, the grandpa and he's like leaning out the window and it, it the the text on it at the top text is just like you boy and at the bottom it's like what variant is this that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a uh, Scrooge Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah, Scrooge, that's right, that's right, Scrooge. But, oh yeah. my god, am I? I can't tell. About the same. Yeah. I, yeah. I met Nightcap, and yeah, like I managed to put together a little list of places that you could go to if you need some more information or just need help on where to find abortion, mm-hmm. like pills or more information. I'm in New Jersey, so we enshrined abortion, so I don't give a fuck. So, yeah, I'm. A, we're in Virginia; it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Like, yeah, shit's still kind of uh, young here. can just put it forth uh, some our, <sighs> That's our up. trust our, our hedge fund governor just put forth some re- uh, some legislation for us to be more like Texas. What the fuck? That's progress. <laughs> You're right That's next progress. to DC. Yeah, what yeah, the fuck? They they like legalized pot and then they were just like, but <laughs> we're gonna take away your bodily autonomy. This motherfucker. His name his name is Young Kin, and with Someone's- just. Uh, I bet he gives. I bet you he knows the age of consent and everything. Ah, <laughs> That's all I'm uh, saying. So on that lovely note, I we have the Center of Reproductive Rights. Do it. So if you want to know the history of abortion protection in the U.S., just check that out. Uh, the Center of Reproductive Rights also has a lovely map that is being updated with every state and and their views on abortion, what laws are being passed, and whatnot. I highly recommend it. It's what we were yes. referencing for the commentary, like throughout, as every location changed and stuff like that it's an interactive map and it's updated yes. in real time so, if you need yeah. like more art if you're more focused on more like articles or more news uh healthline is pro-abortion and they do a lot of basically exactly like medical and health and news and what's going on in the world uh plan that is plan is a site to find more info on where to get at home safe abortion pills and this applies to, I believe, all, all states because abortion pills are still mm-hmm. one of those weird gray area things. Uh, mm-hmm. HeyJane.co, that is HeyJane.co, offers abortion care in New York, California, Illinois, and New Mexico. Uh, JustThePill.com, that's JustThePill.com, aids women in getting abortions in Minnesota, Montana, Wyoming, and Colorado. Regardless of what the fuck those states believe, they've promised to not go away. And if your state mm-hmm. uh, outright criminalizes abortion, and this is very important, and you require legal aid, uh, RIP, R-E-P-R-O, Legal Defense Fund, that's REPRO, LegalDefenseFund.org, covers bail and funds and, and provides legal defenses for people who have been uh, incarcerated, or have been like interrogated, incarcerated, arrested, and prosecuted for self-managed abortions because nobody should have to do that shit alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a list mm-hmm. I've compiled. So check those places out. Yeah, we're, we're going to throw that. Uh, yeah, you know all our fucking socials. And if you don't, you can find it on another episode. We're going to use this as like our list in this episode. Yeah. So we're, I'll just put all those links in the, uh, the tweets. Yep. And the yeah, I'm gonna put, we're, when this, we're the... going to put it out on everything. So you'll have access to these yeah, things if on... you require uh, them. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so fuck. And be yes, careful. Please. Yeah. Like be please. fucking careful. Remember, I, I saw some really good advice in one of these Twitter threads. It wasn't like the kind of advice that like, here's how you take down a Russian tank. It was more like a, Hey, 
maybe don't talk about your camping trips on fucking yeah, if Facebook you're do something, out loud and Twitter yeah, out yeah. loud and call it a camping trip because by now I think they yep. get the joke. It's kind of like our let's yeah, if you're go gonna do anything. You know don't say it. Like don't don't even talk about it online. If you got to plan, plan something with people, uh, do it in person because that's where that, we're at. part of your life going forward is going to be 100 percent yes. analog. Yeah, uh, so, if you have a period tra- tracking app, delete that shit. Yeah, most of the, there's some that are coming out of France that you can download and stuff where they don't. They're like a mm-hmm. the duck duck go of period tracking apps. I mean, Find if you're extra those. paranoid as well, um, those could be used as evidence as well. So be cautious if you're just using yeah. one in general, even though I understand they were very useful. I, I do like this plan of cis het dudes I know, fucking if, grabbing them up. I know. Just like... like <laughs> just don't, like adding to the fucking deluge in case like they have to take a batch like it's a ton of shit to sort Taint through that data. I can, yeah I'll just like use it to like I need to water my plants on this day and this day just, like it gets too pure I just want to help what the fuck is going on now? <laughs> you know yeah no like if you could fuzz the signal and fuck with these dudes like yeah. go for it because like you know that's the problem I have a lot of these places these, these apps and shit is that they just scrape and they don't tell you mm-hmm. it, or they make it really unobvious or it's on the fifth page of the fucking terms and conditions we're in a point two font on my phone you know like it's but look I can't ridiculous. reiterate enough if you're going to do something or if you're going to do some direct action uh, don't talk about it online yeah. yeah don't talk about it online don't you know Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's no joke. Take care of each other. Um, Like the one bit of good news that I did hear is really interesting. There are these. Okay. So like if you are a driver of these like at home medications and you are passing through a state where that shit is illegal and you are delivering it for a company, they cannot legally stop you at all because you are delivering federal mail. Like you, you, in that moment, you are covered under those laws. And if they do fuck with you, they have made a, the gravest error of their lives because ain't no motherfuckers like a post office cop. Like, <laughs> they are hard. Like, like they, they will, they don't play like fucking wire fraud, mail fraud and shit. They, they'll show up with like the landmaster outside your house and use the side guns this time like it's fucking nuts uh, on, on on the point of credit card fraud if you want to hear a little bit of good news in this story uh i don't know if you guys saw this but like there are many people who are doxing supreme court justices addresses and credit card info fucking zoomers and man. just like mm-hmm. going yeah. off on oh, the credit yeah, card fraud and you know god love them yeah gen z is terrifying <laughs> didn't somebody <laughs> didn't somebody get like what was it clarence thomas's credit card yeah, yeah. front and back server at a restaurant oh, do not fuck with us. Well, yeah. I heard someone well, used it to buy a Hakune Miku, uh, two thousand dollar <laughs> Hakune Miku statue or something. I just mail it to their fucking house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> chef's kiss. Okay, you know, well done. Now, I oh, goddamn, what a fucking! I'm sure glad we did an apocalypse movie, guys. Yeah, <laughs> feels like feels like one. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, I'm noticing a thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> An apocalypse I mean, movie uh, where the, the ladies have more body autonomy than they do in the real world. But God. only just. If only, we're being serious. If it wasn't for Billy's wicked speed, like fastball, I mean, <laughs> that could have that could have broke different. In his, like, love of lollipops. That would have I mean, been a very different movie. <laughs> God damn. I'm trying to imagine the universe in which, like, this was the success and Star Wars was the flop. <laughs> yeah. What's uh 
what franchise did that did that spur? Oh, yeah, man. yeah, like two damnation, two alley, damnation alley, two two damned. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, uh, probably in that universe. They didn't fucking overturn row. Welcome to the games to the dice play.